Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Director Showdown. My name's Adam Dauphin. You know who I am. And with me... What's up, guys? It's Brent. You know who I am. And we're back at it again, but we have a plus one joining us on this journey. Let them know who you are. Who who the fuck are you? Did you just walk into my apartment? Yeah, who are you? Yeah. I'm, I'm here... I'm sitting down. Uh, my name is Emmanuel Delphin. Close to your last name. Kind of creepy. It's kind of weird, yeah. actually. You guys look very similar, and I hope wow. that's not racist. Super racist. For me to say. Um, hashtag me too. <laughs> Straight off the bat, <laughs> I feeling got, very attacked. I, it's always good to like launch into like yes. a kind of racist tirade. Right <laughs> Trying off the to beginning. escape your gaze, your male gaze. <laughs> yeah, my, my white male. Your white uh, male. <laughs> your gaze. privileged gaze. White, see, yeah. you're white, you're male, you're straight. You're yeah, able-bodied, white oh. cisgender male. Oh. I identify as yes. male. Uh, yeah, you you're should feel richer attacked. than most people in Africa. What's up with that? You know what's fascinating is I'm probably not because I okay. have much more debt than people. money, <laughs> and they just have no money. So, <laughs> you know what's actually crazy is that that's totally true. The I think fact they, that like I think people in Africa have you need more to money start a charity that all all you do is you go to Africa and let them know that you have more yeah. debt than them. I'm yeah, sure exactly. Like, that, that they're more so privileged bad. than me. They're gonna appreciate that as they walk <laughs> to the well for two days. Let them know. I bought a boat. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I got to pay that off. <laughs> and they'll be like, cool. Great. Listen, listen, kid. I'm still paying off my yacht. All right? <laughs> so, so technically, I'm in the red. I know I can yeah, spend right. all I want now. Look, yeah, my, exactly. my, my investments are down. The stock market isn't looking good. All right, kid? How much do you have in the stock market? Nothing. So you have no risk. You have, you have no risk, risk right now. Yeah. In fact, you should buy in right now, kid. It's perfect time for yeah, you. You're, you're cash rich. Let me talk to Invest. you guys about... And um, he just like clicks at you, and then he doesn't even... Oh, well, <laughs> took a little racist turn there for a second. <laughs> Speaking of it's racism... Fitting. Well, before you say that, Delphine's going to bring something up. What's up? I was just going to say that I don't think you're racist. <laughs> oh, well, oh, thank you. <laughs> That's that's really nice. The thing is, yeah. because racism is subconscious, so he's racist. Yeah. yeah. Wait. I don't. I, I think I'm. I, I think I'm. I think every white person. Oh boy. Is a little bit okay. racist. <laughs> All right. But that's yeah. that's yeah. like a racist thing to say in and of itself. Uh. Well, no. That. White people can say it. Oh, okay. What are the what are some, what are some other words that only you can say? Yeah. Uh, list me. them off. Let's see. Mortgage. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay. Legality? Yeah. Uh, Manager. Justice. Justice. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. See. Probation. Uh, gluten. 
Warning, just a warning. Kardashian. So there's there's like a number of things only white people can say. So Mm. DC Cinematic Universe. DC Cinematic (laughs) Universe. Snyder Cut. Uh, That's something only only white people can say. The Last Jedi sucks. (laughs) Yeah, only white people do say. Yep. Um, Diversity doesn't make any sense at all. (laughs) Yeah. But speaking of diversity, we're doing Hateful Eight. A very diverse this, film. A very, di- actually, a very diverse film. Yeah, I guess, and, I guess and it, it kind of is, huh? Personality mm-hmm. diversity. You know, maybe there is a bunch of white people in here, mm-hmm. but there's a black guy, and that's the best black guy, Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. Yeah. The the world's favorite black man. <laughs> you don't think uh, the guy, the the black guy from Forrest Gump, is not the world's you know, most favorite. We're talking about real life or in movies, or that yeah, guy I'm talking from real life. life. Are you talking? Are you talking Bubba? Yeah, Bubba. Bubba Gump. Yeah. What is he up to now? I worry. <laughs> I worry about him. Yeah. That, as well, an are you talking about the actor? No, yeah, no, no Bubba. Bubba's fine. He died. Yeah. So, no, no spoiler. Know, sorry. You know, the, the world's favorite, most favorite black guy is uh, what's his name from Whose Lines Anyway. Wayne Brady. Uh, Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady. Oh, he Wayne can Brady's rap. gotta be up there. Everybody loves Wayne Brady. Yeah, you give him a, a topic and he can write a song, no problem. He's also oh, yeah. on a, that game show now. He's on a is game he? show? It's the worst. It's not it's kinda like Price is right. We gotta look it up, but he walks around and instead of giving them a, a prize at the end, he walks around with cash in oh, his pocket. Oh, I know and what he, you're talking about. And yeah, it's kinda yeah. weird because it's I feel like he's bullying them because he's so rich, but he says, Hey, yeah. three hundred dollars says you can't do this or something oh, and he's giving them cash so, so it's kind of like a vanity project so he can it's get his so rocks weird. off yeah and it, he, it, he like has like a shit ton of his own money yeah and he like fills an he auditorium gives them and cash. he's like you want some fucking money it's the you most insane thing Brady's money I, I could look it up uh let me just uh call me tomorrow at 3 p.m on cbs and i'll tell you, <laughs> <laughs> you what it is time that's great well uh yeah but he it the, the weird thing is just it seems like he's giving them his money and he's just watching people who don't have as much money as him oh so do there's whatever. like a mean-spirited so it's not even like a game component. show it's just he just gives money and he just it's like a reaction video. Oh, it's called except. Let's Make a Deal. That's right. Okay. Yeah, Let's yeah, Make yeah. a Deal. What is the deal? Uh, some of the deals are like, well, what what do you have in your purse? And he yeah, tells them shit. what well, it is. And, and then give people wear bucks. costumes, right? Yeah. Because I tuned in, and then it was like this weird like cosplay like reality show where this guy was dressed up like a fairy and he was like jumping around it does have a weird tone like it seems like wayne brady is kind of shitting on people it's just mean (laughs) no it's not mean it's fun those people are probably happy to be there yeah they i mean they're hanging out with wayne brady speaking of mean though yeah we're (laughs) we're talking about maybe one of the meanest movies of the last 10 years what uh hateful eight hateful eight so delphin yeah how do you, since you're our very special guest. I feel so special right now. Everyone's holding my hand. Mm-hmm. What is your, how do you feel about Quinn Tarantino? How do you feel about PTA? What's your favorite movie from either one? Don't answer any of those questions if you don't feel like it. Yeah. I feel very attacked right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like I wasn't prepared uh, properly. My people told me that there wouldn't be any hardballs. Uh, this was supposed to be an easy gig. I, I called a, Cosmo your dog, and he just 
barked, he just at, barked at you. Well, yeah. he was supposed to tell you, I only do questions that have right answers. Have been pre-approved. Have been pre-approved. And have, uh, I've run them by my committee. Like um, my credit score? <laughs> <laughs> You've been pre- oh, so we, I, I've been pre-approved for my credit I score. Think, I think we <laughs> talked about this earlier is... Uh, it, although this is a versus type sitch, they're right. both very good yeah. folk mm-hmm. uh, and people. Um, and uh, they have very similar, I think, journeys, even though their movies are fairly different. That's so cool that you said that. I think yeah, both yeah. of them didn't go to film school and instead decided, let's watch just as many movies as yeah, possible. Yeah, for sure. They both came up. Came up. Oh man, I, f- I sound like a rapper. They both came up around the same time on Stop the street. Yeah. Well, no, you're you're absolutely right. That's something we've talked about, like the like the Sundance, yeah, like early '90s film movement, yeah. And so there's a lot that that, that and even their films are somewhat similar in a way, and not maybe yeah. stylistically different, but in in some tone. So I, yeah, I think yeah. that they're both really great. Obviously, um, Tarantino has a. I, I don't want to say mass appeal because there are people who blame him for the violence on the streets right now. Um, yeah, because we're gonna, we're going to talk about that. That's for sure. <laughs> but a lot of people, pro- there are probably more people that have seen his work than have seen PTA's. Yeah, stuff. But there's, there's no doubt thinking. about that. I think that's mm-hmm. pretty. PTA is definitely more defined. niche, for sure. Tarantino's like. Like candy, he's like cinematic yeah. candy, pretty much. Yeah, but but. It, what's great about Tarantino is that it still has the subtext of like a very mm-hmm. intelligent film. There is substance you know, behind the style. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I I think both good. Hey, both very good. I'm talking like the president. <laughs> the best. Both very good. <laughs> uh, great people. What's uh, your What's your favorite film from each? From each, uh, I mean, I don't think there's anything that comes close in, and from what at least what I've seen, to Boogie Nights is okay. from what I described. Whoa, okay. Uh, I, yeah. I, just as a disclaimer, I haven't seen every single thing that he's done. So okay. Um, and from I thought you were going to say I've only seen Boogie Nights, but <laughs> I from it's a fair opinion. I like yeah. the the more recent Tarantino, um, but I will say Kill Bill one and two. Mm-hmm. And it may just be some sort of personal affection mm-hmm. towards the two. I really like those. That's two important. Films. It's important yeah. to have that subjective. That yeah. has been a thing. Like a, mm-hmm. oddly enough, a theme this season is like mm-hmm. talking subjectivity versus the objective. Because yeah, it's right. like, <clears throat> sorry. Um, because yeah, like we I think agree that, and I don't know if I don't know if you would agree, but like Pulp Fiction is the best. By Tarantino on so many levels. I gotta get an objective level. And, yes, and, the, yeah. and there will be yeah. blood also for PTA. Very and yet, objective. like, my yeah. favorite of each of those directors is not those movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like. Wait, what's your favorite of PTA? Boogie um, Nights? Boogie. Because there will be blood's my, my personal favorite. Yeah. My. <laughs> Well, they cheated. They have Daniel Day-Lewis. Don't say Magnolia. Don't say Magnolia. No, it, I, it would be, I think it'd be Boogie Nights, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it honestly choice. would, yeah. we, honestly, Phantom Thread a close second. Phantom Thread is good. Yeah, I, I think uh, there's something about, I don't know, we'll talk about that next something week. Something about but, Mary, yeah. Um, yeah, there is something about Mary. Have you Remember seen her hair? Movie? What's in her hair? What's going on there? Um, what? There's something about Mary's hair. Yeah. <laughs> Sequel. Oh, he, jizz, he jizzes into her hair? I thought he jizzes into his own hair. No way. No, he jizzes... And then, oh yeah, and he rubs it. In it's the, on her ear. Oh she has yes, the semen on I her remember ear. this. Yep, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. on Ben Stiller's thing? ear. That is weird. <clears throat> what a weird joke to put in a movie. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> this happens in Silence on the Lamb too. She gets jizzed on by a prisoner. Oh my God, you're oh, right. Yeah. That probably so weird. happens more in movies than in real life. Jizzing in hair. To be fair, yeah. There's something about Mary was Edge Lord Land, like we were talking about with James Gunn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how true. The 2000s was Edge Lord Land. Edge huh. Lord for sure. Land. So you yeah. had those weird. Nasty movies, and then you had all these weird, nasty comments. Sorry, I, guys, okay, sorry, guys. We went down this weird, like, hair cum yeah. tangent. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I, we, we apologize. About, and there's so, nothing so wrong Boogie with coming in here. And <laughs> there's absolutely nothing wrong with coming in here. Absolutely not. Yeah. But yeah, Boogie Nights, I think, uh, and, and I, I get what you, objectively, the Pulp Fiction and There Will Be Blood are very complete movies, and they have a very yeah. clear vision, and mm-hmm. they have the stamp of the people who made them all over. All over them. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now I'm thinking of jizz and hair again. All over, <laughs> all over it's them. A running. Um, but yeah, I, I think. But what's what's really great about Boogie Nights and and a theme I think that PTA has is characters who are in uh, these kind of changing times. Uh, and I don't mean like, uh, for example, the porn industry. It's the the switch yeah. that's happening mm-hmm. from seventies to seventies to eighties. Yeah. I think some there's a, there's there's these there are these cultural changes and his characters are changing within them, and that's something that he puts in his yeah, movies. Yeah. And I you think know, that's, that's what such a sure. great yeah, yeah. Phantom Thread throughout all his films because <laughs> uh, Phantom Thread Phantom was Thread. was about you know woman liberalization, you know woman getting more traction. The and woman, then, yeah, the woman, yeah. and inherent vice was the. That's, uh, that's how he 60s. says women. I, oh, I need to point that out to you because he yeah. does say women funny. Interesting, woman, <laughs> woman. Sixties uh, to seventies was inherent vice. You know the changing times, yeah. and then yeah. You know, Boogie Nights was seventies uh, to eighties. Well, then there will be blood. Deal. Maybe yeah. most of all, yeah. I mean, it's it like it's the creation of the <laughs> oil industry and, uh-huh. and it's, it's capitalism. It's like the birth of capitalism. I think that's why his movies seem so moody. Mm-hmm. Is not only is the character changing, and a lot of times his movies are I consider them epics because they take a, yeah, right. take a very long. I guess yeah. it was a temporally they, the they scope is they big, take yeah. years or decades or that's what's actually happening on on film but um uh but yeah it, it makes that change seem so fast and it adds so much drama because not only is the character trying to figure things out for himself but the world that he's in or that the movie's set in it, Exacerbates. I'm sorry. Everything is just so close to coming here right now. <laughs> Masturbates. <laughs> everything. Everything yeah, like yeah. that. Exact. It, it's uh-huh. kind of similar to the. Uh, the artist or any of these films where, you know, silent pictures are changing. Everyone just loves movies are about change and PTA not, not only finds the, 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 the change in the character, but the change in the moment the setting, that makes yeah. it a yeah, really, sure. really good. And it's almost the opposite for Tarantino because a lot of his films occur in like a day or the, we're, <laughs> we're about to talk about the hateful eight, but I don't know how long, is that a week or do you guys know how long the hateful eight? I, takes I think place in? they're the only day. allusion to yeah. time yeah. is when they first say like, they set out that like a couple of days at yeah. the beginning, like the storm's going to be hitting for a couple of days. So I really, I think it's probably I think a, it's day. a day. I think it's like shit hits morning. the fan really yeah. quick in that movie. And that's, yeah. I think where he has his, and, and so much, and it's, it feel you feel almost tired at the end of a Tarantino movie because so much has happened in the <laughs> short amount of time. Yeah, and it's very different from so much has happened over the last yeah. ten years, like it would be in a mm, in a PTA dude. movie. That's really fascinating. Like we haven't, I don't think, talked about that 
aspect of it, like well, it's kind how of like time the, is portrayed the, in their the, movies. I yeah. mean, we can already just say that you know pacing is just different for each one. Mm-hmm. It, how do I? How would I describe it? Because like when you watch a PTA film, it still goes by like it goes by like you're not bored yeah. with PTA, mm-hmm. but you can tell it's a slow movie. Uh, with Tarantino, you know, it's just like snap, snap, snap. Yeah. Bam, bam, you, you get yeah. those like hits yeah. of like, I don't know, like dopamine or something like every, like very often, like something is entertaining you and not that PTA is not, but he's like letting it breathe a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, especially with his more recent stuff. Well, he like, he like uh, his pattern seems to be when he's building up to violence and, you know, he's building tension, he'll intercut with like, you know, relief like with like comedy mm-hmm. because like i mean with hateful eight you can see that there's very little like if you timed the the violence it's probably like what like five percent of the yeah it's not a lot film yeah know? okay in terms yeah. of it's like length maybe, maybe 10 in this one Ten? I feel like there's a lot of violence. In yeah, but the violence is but hardcore. It's a, it's a two and a half hour movie, yeah. though. Yeah, that's true. So it's yeah, like three, pretty much. But yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, you're probably you see right. what I mean. About like, five, yeah. yeah, like all of it, just uh, it's all about the buildup. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's just how long the tension takes, and mm-hmm. Tarantino can quickly make the mystery or that that tension happen because he loves dialogue as we uh, probably Mm -hmm. see the 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 two things if you could boil down two things it'd probably be uh i don't want to say violence and dialogue is uh what i think of when i think of tarantino but uh his tension he builds very quickly um and uh pta's tension is kind of like the tension we feel when we know we have a deadline, but it's a month away, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's yeah, laying yeah, over yeah. our head. It's a slow burn. It's a slow burn, yeah. but it's still, it builds up because on the day of, you're, you've, you've got that crazy amount of tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's the difference between me telling you that the bomb's going to go off in five minutes or in a year, but you can't change <laughs> it. You can't get rid of the bomb, yeah. but it's going to go off. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. it's so weird. it's, yeah. you know, whether that's, and... Yeah, that's really insane. That makes me think of There Will Be Blood. It's like, you know almost from the beginning that bad things are going to happen just because of who this guy is as a person. Yeah. And it's it takes the whole movie to draw that out, and it's like... It's, it's, yeah, it like kind of takes its time. And then Tarantino is like, like within five to 10 minutes of like this moment, you know, something bad is going to happen. Like when, when, uh, Samuel L. Jackson starts talking to Bruce Dern's character, for instance, it's like, you know, shit is going to go really badly, like really soon. Well, I think I mentioned this on like previous episodes. Um, Tarantino is all about consequences, Mm -hmm. you know, like. I mean, we talked about on Reservoir Dogs, you know, you start off with Mr. Orange already bloodied up, and that's the consequences of something that you hadn't seen. You kind of have to have the, the fast uh, pacing because you want to see, he wants, he wants to have the immediate consequences shown of an action, you know? Yeah. And he, like, he loves playing with the, like, an intention and then showing what the actual consequences of that intention is. You know, like, Inglorious Bastards, same thing. Like, they intended to kill Hitler, but the consequences of doing that was so vastly different. You had, like, them shoot him, shooting him up, and then you had the Thedir, like, burning it down. 
it didn't really matter which way it happened, mm-hmm. you know, because they just intended to uh, to kill Hitler. I know. Yeah. I just love I love how he plays around. Yeah, I mean this like, this level. movie too plays around with consequences as well. Like like this movie is all of these. I mean, that's, that's like what it is, right? Yeah, like it's, it's all these people yeah. with these dense histories and backstories and like who they are. It, it's like throwing, I don't know, like a shit. It's uh, what's a good analogy. He said, I don't know. well, Tarantino himself said, I'm paraphrasing, but like, let's get all these bad people, put them in a stew, mix it up and see what happens. Yeah. That's what he wanted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that makes it. It's like yeah. it's like throwing like fifteen, or I should say eight. I was gonna I say like <laughs> like <laughs> you really missed. Well, because there's like more than you missed eight the point of the points. title. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. there's like eight. It's like throwing eight different poisons into like a fucking stew or soup or something, or just coffee. Just saying, ah, jeez, you really want this person to die for throwing eight different well, poisons? Well, you gotta be sure. Jesus. You don't know which ones he's gonna be. Oh, uh, immune to, to. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you know I'm immune to six poisons. So well, it's yeah. just it's just really interesting that uh, with the consequences thing because remember how one of my favorite characters Mannix played by the amazing Wal is Wal- it Walt Goggins, Goggins? Walt Jr. Gog- yeah, he's amazing, yeah. and he his first um, introduction as a character he says that if you leave me out in uh, out here and not take me with you you basically murdered me yeah well and then he asked so he, was, he was on the consequences part yeah you know? because it's not like it's not like um uh kurt russell's character uh the hangman really intends to kill him but yeah. to, yeah. to walton goggins character Mannix, it's like leaving him thinks you know the consequences of that it's like you intended to murder him, you know and that yeah sort of well, playground, you know. So okay, so we're we're just fucking getting into it now because yeah. I, I wanted to bring up the uh, major Marquet Marquess Marquis Marquess I think yeah. Marquess yeah um, his story that um, Walton Goggins Jr. like tells in the chariot in the what do you call it the chariot. Is that the what you call it? The stage stagecoach? Oh, yeah, yeah. Stagecoach. There you go. Chariot. Jeez. Is this fucking Greece? Ben is this your uh, first Western? <laughs> yeah, first I've ever seen. In the box, the horse was pulling. <laughs> yeah, the big dog was pulling the <laughs> big box. Wait, of now you don't even know what a horse is? <laughs> yeah. You're slowly just becoming a baby. <laughs> right. Um, no, okay, so that story is I feel like a microcosm for the entire movie because it's what story are you referring to uh, where major Marquess uh, burns down an entire uh, camp yeah. mm-hmm. of uh, rebel soldiers out of hatred out of like pure I, I'm just going to kill as many people as I can yeah and the consequences of that is that 37 out of 40, whatever were union soldiers. Mm. And so he ended up killing so many of his own guys. It's, it's like from the beginning, you're already getting the concept that the consequences of just hatred are going to be like what this movie's about pretty much. Well, it's a lot of what, uh, Western movies were, um, Mm-hmm. Especially the spaghetti westerns, because a lot of the <laughs> John Ford western films were uh, there. There was still a very strong moral backbone to the yeah, cowboys, who really. you know drank a lot, but they still did the right thing. You yeah, know, at the end of the yeah. day. But uh, um, what is it? Uh, 
Uh, shit, I can't remember the name of it. It's the one with the harmonica guy. Uh, good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I, uh, anyways, revenge is a, a Sergio huge, Leone. Yeah, so revenge that, that, yeah. is the is one of the biggest um, parts of those films, and it's kind of weird to think about, but it's it's about people who were wronged decades ago, or. Uh, maybe a whole yeah. life ago coming back into a tiny town or finally finding the person who, you know, yeah. shot his best friend or something mm-hmm. like that. So this movie is that times 10 because <laughs> you don't know who's lying or not. So in the Sergio Leone films, you kind of knew. It was pretty clear. It was cut. clear. Like, you know, this yeah, is a guy yeah. who killed your, you know, your family. So now you're going to come back and hunt him down and shoot him. Yeah. But in this film, the Tarantino, he, Part of that's why it's so weird that it's a western because I I think maybe it is conceptually but it and in terms it of isn't. aesthetics yeah it's, like it, it, a western, it's a western film yeah. but it really isn't it's a thrill I read an article where it's a horror movie because it yeah, yeah. it you really don't know um, who or what people's motivations are because there's a lot of mystery a horror mystery murder yeah. mystery and on it top really of that is, everyone yeah. could just be lying about everything yeah and so it i love i that's why i love this movie um is because it keeps you so in the dark mm-hmm. and only <clears throat> at, at like only with like 40 minutes left do you figure out what is going on mm-hmm. and bear in mind this is almost a three hour movie so for like two and a half hours almost you're you're kind of in the dark and you're piecing mm-hmm. stuff together but yeah it's it definitely plays that mystery up to kind of throw you off mm-hmm. um and speaking of the horror thing i know you had talked about this and i had read about this mm-hmm. um the thing actually which is like one of my favorite movies of all time is like a big who made that influence. john uh carpenter, carpenter. Favreau, yeah yeah john, john Favreau. Favreau. oh wow uh, he, so well, this he's is remaking it all cg with um <laughs> so it must be a disney movie a recent disney it, movie. it is actually yeah um, kurt russell's returning to do voice kurt russell is returning to voiceover exciting CG lion it's gonna yeah. be really cool i think a CG. um no but what's actually really cool yeah. about that too is um uh uh ennio morricone I, I don't i'm fucking up the pronunciation of that is that the An- com- ennio composer the composer morricone the yeah the um composer yeah um he did this he did the score for the thing and he yeah. did the score for i know he did it for the thing yeah and oh. he did it for hateful eight and yeah. he uh Tarantino used three unused songs from the that thing. were for the thing. Interesting. Wow. I think I read that. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and yeah, because I, I guess, um, I mean, Morricone's getting up there in age. I, I guess like he wasn't able to score everything. And then Tarantino was like, well, let me look at stuff you didn't use for the I'd thing. I'd rather you. Yeah. Well, he right? didn't yeah. even watch the film. He didn't even watch That's it right. Yeah. Eight. I was reading about he that just, too. just like did it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but well, at some and, point you don't have to watch and, the movie. The 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 score for this movie is my favorite Tarantino score. Yeah, that it's great. Like I love the music in this movie. Yeah, it's fucking great. Uh, but yeah, I mean the the allusions to I think the thing are throughout the movie. Like that movie is entirely about people not knowing who to trust. They're in a wintry environment in an enclosed space. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they're just surrounded by threats. Like it's pretty apparent. Well, and as Kurt Russell's the lead, like it's mm-hmm. it's right, it's all there. You know, that's true. I mean, if you think about this movie, it's like uh, yeah, it, it, the storm keeps everyone in one place, which mm-hmm. is I know it's like a low budget horror thing. It's like I can't afford to shoot anywhere else. I've got to all, have it all 
happen in a creepy house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're literally trapped in a room filled with monsters. Um, yeah. See, so it's, it's funny yeah. because Tarantino had said, uh, he said the blizzard outside was a sort of, he imagined it, he imagined it as a sort of monster that kept them indoors and that, yeah. you know, since they couldn't go out for a few, even for a few minutes, you'd die. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that you bring that up because it's like, there's just monsters everywhere. Yeah. You know, like the well, monsters within the people, you know, yeah, interacting it's, I, with Have each you guys other. ever yeah. seen the uh, Twilight Zone episode, The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street? Hmm? Um, where everybody loses power and it's just this suburban street and everybody runs out in the street and they're all trying to piece together what happened and they turn on each other just immediately Mm. because the second that you don't have control, the second that you can't leave and find out what's happening, it's like you're going to turn on your neighbors. Like the mist. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's how, yeah, that's very true too. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it's definitely like in that, that vein. Um, yeah, and it, it it works because so many of and and this is another thing that I think Tarantino and PTA probably have in common is they they have a script, but they more than likely also have an insanely dense backstory, yeah, and history right. and motivation and character quirks for every single person in the movie. Mm-hmm. Even though this is just eight people, um, but overall in his films and definitely in PTA's movies, a lot of those characters. A part of being an actor is realizing your your character had a life before this moment, yeah. and I mean, not in this case, but even after this moment too. So it's trying to figure out where you are on that <laughs> timeline. But Tarantino and PTA, uh, yeah, have have a lot of this already fleshed out beforehand, and even though it may not represent itself in the film, it it does. Yeah, in, well, in it, it like colors. The actors' performances, I think, yeah. you know, and like how they react to certain characters and and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it that that seems like a very like theater thing, like a like a like actors in a play would do that type of thing. And like this movie feels like a like a theater production. Yeah, it really does. Like, I, it's similar. A fifty million dollar fucking theater production. <laughs> well, it's kind of like Twelve Angry Men, and, and oh, where in reality yeah. it's just yeah, people yeah, yeah. talking. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah. it's ten, I mean, no one. Uh, they definitely don't say as many bad words in Twelve Angry Men. Yeah, but ironically enough, for a fifties movie, much fewer n words. Very actually. good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> on the uh, yeah, on the up and up. No, well, that movie I thought would never work because here is a stage play, and what what's cinematic about that? Mm-hmm. In the stage play, you can dim the lights and literally show a spotlight on one person while they give a monologue for mm-hmm. five minutes. But it works as a movie. Because of uh, you know where the camera is and the movement of the actors when everyone sits up or one person is you know mm-hmm. in the corner or something like that and mm-hmm. and this movie I think it te- not template wise but maybe I don't want to say cinematically but there's so much of it that's similar to a stage play like you said and um, it, it it actually one of the reasons why it got made was because it worked as a read through. Or just as a normal uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of theatrical experience, and it translates well. And I know we're going to talk about the camera and the the show you went to, and the and how many Production. millimeters it was. Yeah, but uh, yeah, actually. I mean, I, it, it is sixty nine, sixty nine whole millimeters. One of the reasons why plays still work is because through dialogue and character, 
a, you know, an hour and a half or two hours can still be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just from performance. Yeah, it just goes to show the the like Tarantino script writing is I don't know out of this world. It's so it's so amazing because I just like with PTA, I get mesmerized by the way he shoots, but with Tarantino, I get lost in the conversations that people. The, you have. get lost in the writing. Yeah, yeah, in the writing. On the opposite side of the yeah. You gotta listen. Like with the. Like with Mannix and Mark Marquez, uh, their whole um, po- like politics talk in the in the stagecoach, car- stage yeah, yeah, in the, the in the, the chariot, chariot. Um, was just I was just so like into it because it was just like this back yeah. and forth. Like I, I wasn't agreeing with like you know either one, but yeah. it was just fascinating you know to see how passionate these people I, were and how they interacted. Yeah, yeah there there are um, two quotes. One of them is the, what you're alluding to, mm-hmm. um, that are really, really good. And I feel like are of such a, I don't know. It's perfect for the time that we're in. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to substitute the N word with black people. Uh, because oh boy. I don't no, get... just say, um... <laughs> I thought you said you were allowed to say things in the beginning of this podcast. You can always just bleep <laughs> well, it. Well, you can, because you're not, uh, oh, oh boy. you can, no, I'm just kidding. That's um, like racist. Yeah. <laughs> That's like straight. Wait, racist. what does us mean? <laughs> You're not white. You can say those words. The white people. No, okay. So in that conversation, uh, mm-hmm. Marquess, between uh, him and uh, what's uh, uh, Mannix. Mannix. Chris Mannix. Mannix, yeah. It's weird. I can't remember the names, but there's only eight people, so I should yeah. be yeah. able to. <laughs> right. Do, do the work. I'm Nelson. sorry, sir. Um, when black folks are scared, that's oh. when white folks are safe. Mm-hmm. I think that's like... It's simple and like straightforward, but like this is coming out like in the middle of like all of these police shootings mm. and stuff like that. Um, Ooh, how sad is that? That uh, we are the closest to the Civil War to post Civil War as we yeah. well, have been in a long time. Because right? Tarantino was uh, at a Black Lives Matter rally, and then all these cops were like, "They boycotted, boycotted uh, yeah. hateful eight. Yeah. You know, interesting. And, uh, yeah, no, another line that was similar is only time, uh, this is Marquess says this mm-hmm. to Kurt Russell's character. Mm-hmm. Only time black folks is safe is when white folks is disarmed. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's almost like getting in two different head spaces of like mm-hmm. two different, uh, but yeah, I mean this, this movie I think is trying to may, maybe not diving in super deep, but it definitely has some stuff to say about race. Well, I, think. I, I think it is kind of, uh, as we, just like we talked about PTA having the, the time being a part of, uh, his films where there's change. This film is in one of the craziest times in American history right, right after That's true, the yeah. civil war. So I guess yeah. he also sees that because if, if you, it's crazy how you think about that as a filmmaker, as adding to your story, because you have to, because you can make a movie that takes place now, but n- there's nothing happening in the era or, you know, there's, there isn't anything specifically tense. I mean, there's a lot of things tense about now in the world, <laughs> yeah, but absolutely. Uh, if you think about the moment or the timing of what's happening during the hateful eight, it's yeah. an incredibly tense moment in history. And I think it definitely adds to the film. There's a civil war vet, and a and a union soldier in this in the yeah. same cabin. Well, yeah, I mean it goes back to the consequences thing. Like this whole movie is pretty much like yeah, like the consequences of the civil war. 
Um, and it, uh, it was almost called, uh, I was reading about how this was a Django, Django and white hell, yeah. Jan- Django and, and the white hell. Yeah. Um, and see, yeah, yeah white hell. Mm-hmm. Like well, that's the, the last thing. chapter, right? Is a black man, white hell. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just showing that, you know, like they use the backdrop with winter, you know, white and, uh, that being the whole thing for you know for a black man like you're going through white hell mm-hmm. you know that's yeah. as far as i can go with that metaphor. <laughs> but yeah I well mean, go, yeah, go to patreon.com I mean, to hear the rest of what adam has to say it's, it's pretty i mean it's it's pretty explicit we, we edited it out but there was probably yeah. an eight minute yeah there's eight rant about okay i got other shit up my ass okay hold on <laughs> no just, um, no it, yeah it, it's funny i actually wrote this down that um it's interesting how explicit tarantino is mm-hmm. about 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 these these uh metaphors or because it, i don't even know if you can call a metaphor because he's pretty literal because yeah. he says this side is the north side this side is south yeah, yeah. south side yeah and we'll just- i feel honestly i don't feel like they they do as much with that as you think they would well you see because i always forget yeah. that they do that and then they kind of abandon that right away, though. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but still, the the image of like this I is the north, if, this is the south. The thing is, I wished I had paid more attention because I feel like Tarantino probably utilized that space effectively. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, this is the guy. Scenes. Yeah, this is the guy who, in Kill Bill One, said you won't last five minutes, and then she lasts exactly. four minutes fifty nine seconds. Uh, so exactly. I mean, it's yeah, he's he pays attention to the that, details. You know? Yeah, exactly. Very detail-oriented. Yeah, another fun detail I picked up. This is totally unrelated, but uh, uh, the hangman, he says he says to Darmagu, Domingue Gray. Domingue Gray. No one has a normal Daisy. name. I'll just it's say crazy. Daisy. Daisy. Um, you say one more thing and I'll knock your front teeth out or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And he eventually knocks her front teeth out. Oh, like wow. Her, oh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, because at the end today, I was thinking, like, did she always not have her front teeth? No. But no, he knocks them out. He actually knocks wow. them out with yeah. his powerful Kurt Russell elbows. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah. Mannix, no. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, for, I forgot it was. His fucking, name's uh, John something. Ruth. Ruth, yeah. The Hangman. Hangman. Hangman catches you. With, you go hang. hang. Yeah. Oh, There's God, so many dude. great yeah. quotes in this movie. There's yeah, there's like, a shit ton, man. Like the one the one that there's so many that make me laugh, like the uh the Chris Mannix when he's when he's like when he discovers that Joe Gage is the guy who poisoned the coffee, he's like, I fucking knew it. The yeah. way that he delivers that line yeah. is just so I knew it. Like he yeah, dude, he's incredible in this. <laughs> like Goggins is fucking Pete Goggins in this yeah, movie. Like he's God. so amped he's up. He's so on. Yeah, so yeah. uh yeah. Kind of shrill and ornery. Yeah. Ornery? Is that a good word? What does that mean? I don't even know what honorary means. Honorary? It's kind of like a... Ah, well, then I must have used it oh. right. It's like a, <laughs> I nailed a it. Chinese person saying horny. A yeah, that's Chinese? What, that's what I'm trying a to say. Chinese person. Chinese. He's so ornery, right? <laughs> ornery is or, just like rebellious. Oh, yeah. well, that's perfect then. Yeah, yeah you nailed it. Kind of tweaky. He's a rebel. He's, he's, they call him Reb, but they keep calling him Reb. Yeah, it, is, it is bad-tempered and combative. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Bad tempered and combative. Yeah, he's combative. Yeah, he's, he's bad tempered and he's combative. Yeah. E- exciting. 
Well, who do you think? Uh, who do you think the main character of this movie is? Of all of the eight, I mean, we can rule some people out because they they play like big America. characters. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Hey, you can't go wrong. Who are who are you? A college film student? I know, right? <laughs> Fucking asshole. The snow. <laughs> yeah. Um, the snow was the only thing that drove this. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I, I'd say if anybody, it's Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's true. I mean, and, he and, and Chris Mannix, I think. Yeah, or like Goggins. Those, yeah, those yeah. Two. I mean, yeah, Just they're, maybe they're, they're two the only sides two. of. Mm. Yeah, and you, it's funny how you think it's going to be Kurt Russell South. because he's yeah. like this moral center. Yeah, like he, aside from like uh, dropping a few n bombs and hitting a woman in the face, you multiple know, times. being called that no more. Yeah, no, no more. it's so funny that, how yeah. he's right. kind of woke for the time. Yeah. Like he's kind of like. They they he, like he's he's black man. He's friends or with Samuel Jack. He's like cool with him, you know. And he yeah, he's kind of he's kind yeah, and he's yeah. like trying to be like a very yeah. fair modern day. Yeah, exactly. See, that's what I was wondering like what his character represents because it's easy to say what Mannix is the South, and then it's easy to say who's the North, which is you know Samuel Jackson. Yeah, yeah. and then you have this kind of. Me in, intermediary yeah. between he's like the Mason Dixon line. How about that? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, be, I bet he's more closely, m- maybe. W- yeah, I would say like the at the time a modern, a modern American, gentleman. Well, you know the way that who, I who under, understands the 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 wounds of the war, mm-hmm. but is trying to move on. I okay. So here's how the, here's like my this is going to get into a bigger thing of like my reading of the movie. But I think this movie is pretty, and this isn't going to like blow anybody's minds, but like, I think this movie is pretty much entirely about how violence just begets violence. Hatred will just destroy everything. Like nothing is created from hating. I don't know. I don't know. Well, okay. Well, let me, let me finish because I think that his character represents a like moral center, like an understanding, a like very justified, like like civilized, civilized like character. Yeah. And I think the fact that he dies halfway through in a very brutal way mm. signifies that there's no place for that here. Yeah. That these are just people who have no, like, I don't know. The don't middle, so? the middle well, is gone. Well, kind because of. exactly. It's all about extremes. Yeah, kind of yeah. like America. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm starting to go. I think Adam's well, right. guys. Well, yeah. Exactly. I think college film minute. student Adam is kind of, maybe Adam is, yeah. is the smartest of us. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a, I have a lot of video essays. Check me out on YouTube. Oh. No, no, no. Check <laughs> him out. On, he's on Tarantino. PC he's on Vimeo. Vimeo. He's on yeah. Vimeo pro. Okay. He pays. You got to subscribe. Uh, no, where were you? His where do you disagree with me there? Um, I don't, I disagree with you. No, I agree with you for the most part. Okay. What I want to bring up is that the only thing that, cause, cause we, we can definitely say this is a pretty nihilist film, Very. but the ending actually has a hopeful tone to it. That's true. Because. What happens is that the, it's kind of like the Pulp Fiction thing where um, Bruce Willis and um, and uh, Mission Impossible guy, what's his name? Um, Tom Cruise? Wait, wait a wait, minute. Wait, what? Uh, oh, in Pulp Fiction, what's his name? The uh, black guy. Ving Rhames. Ving yeah. Rhames, yeah. And how they were sworn enemies. Yeah. But they, you know, they stumbled upon a greater evil. And that was the, uh, the rapist, the Southern rapist, right? Yeah. The rednecks. 
and they teamed up together and were were cool after that. So you have the North and the South, you mm-hmm. know, find a common enemy, which is Daisy, and they work together. Woman. Yeah. Oh boy! I mean, we 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 can get into that <laughs> if you whole want, thing. or whole, you can say Kurt yeah. Russell says that ain't no That's woman, or, or that ain't no lady, or something yeah. like that. In Hold, no, okay. put a put a pin on that. Actually, okay, but, circle back around. Yeah, but as I was saying, the they they find a common enemy, they team up, and they you know they hang Daisy, and yeah. then you have the Lincoln le- the Lincoln letter being yeah. you know Chris Mannix. He actually reads it, even though he knows it's fake, but he still. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't imagine someone like Chris Mannix, like, really giving a shit about this. But at the end, he does. Yeah. And the Lincoln letter says, I know we have, it's something like, I know we have a long way to go, but we can get there, like, together or yeah, something. Yeah, poetic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, holding hands together or something like that. That's, and it was like, okay. oh, we're, and you see Chris Mannix is like, he was on, he, he was lying on top yeah. of, like, Marquess, and it was actually like, look, they're friends now. Like, it's cool. It took a while. <laughs> they, I, I think, I think up. that's how I felt you know the I mean? first time I watched it. But uh, nah, man, <laughs> really? Like, honestly, <laughs> I, I, I fundamentally disagree with you. I think that the end, they have not changed as people. They've united in their desire to destroy this person. I think the bringing up the letter is interesting because yeah, he's reading it. But they make a point to the final image of the movie, him crumple it up and throw it away, like covered in blood. Mm. It's like, mm. I, I think that it's, and it's like, yeah, I want to believe that they're better people, maybe, or that they've it's like found that a common, that, yeah, that people. they found a common ground. They right? found a common ground, and that's yeah. all you need. I, I just don't, <sighs> that's all you need. Cause like, I guess so, yeah. Like, people are going to be different no matter what you do. Yeah. And if we can find a common ground to where we can just like, be but, together and not like fight each other then yeah. that's to me that's i mean you're talking to a very cynical person but like to me that's like very positive well i think okay and i yeah. think i can bring us both together here oh here uh, we go to to kind of unite that that theme of the movie yeah. and say that that definitely underlines i think like the nihilism of the movie mm-hmm. that we can come together by destroying something this else person this yeah. you know what i mean like by destroying this other person um, it's just a. It's so what just you're a saying, America needs a good old fashioned war. We need exactly. one good. Comedy well, that's enemy. that's the yeah. That's kind well. This of is the, it's the, funny because like that's a tenet of fascism. Yeah, like you need a common enemy to uh, to yeah. unite. Otherwise, Look at you're it. Eat it's yourself. working now. It's yeah. happening. It's you, know like, you know what? is such a fucking timely movie. It's it's God damn. I, I do agree with you. And speaking of timely, with uh, and I didn't realize this until now. So I'm discovering things live on on air on tape to tape live to tape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, his his uh, Russell's character's death is that that is kind of what propels this movie forward because uh, it it is while he's there, it is a very orderly. Uh, yeah cabin still you know they're mm. his death marks well, he's kind of he's managing things yeah like we're following him when they first get there he's walking he's around the leader talking to everybody mm-hmm. like what's your deal tell yeah. me everything and when he dies it does kind of like turn into chaos it's over yeah, yeah. the 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 death of the middle but you know the mm-hmm. the the strong force that's keeping everyone on on each side is is gone and it's just someone else's ball game at that point and mm-hmm. It gets passed around, but it's never because he's never the he same. He was a civilized man, yeah, 
and it was yeah, taken yeah. away, and then all mm-hmm. chaos broke loose. Yeah, because he was the law. Yeah, you know, wild, absolutely wild stuff. Wild stuff. <laughs> wild, wild west. Ugh. Um. Do, so let's talk. A, oh, sorry. <laughs> this is not my show. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. Let's talk about. Let's play a trivia game. What I have Delphin made. Wants to talk about. I have made you one. You brought a trivia game. <laughs> no, I didn't make a trivia game. What's it's up, just, Adam? It's just Monopoly. Let's talk about what Delphin wants to talk about. Uh, oh, I was just going to bring up. Uh, I know you went to the road show. We talked, and you brought. You showed yeah. me the. Uh, you showed me your uh, historical context. Did, did you go too? Yes. Yeah. Those Why are. You? That's probably one Were of you no. there. Well, I was telling him I saw it at the Palladium. Uh, well, the, sorry. Now our location is foiled. <laughs> but I saw it at the place where it was, but I don't think I saw the at the same time as you. So I don't know if I did. It yeah. was a very large screen. But you okay? I so didn't you, measure you the, also went to the seventy millimeter road show. I might have. Yeah, I yeah. might have. Well, you didn't. You would. You would have if you had one of these. Guys. I don't remember. I really don't. The it's thing is, clear. like, you oh, would yeah, have gotten yeah. the the little booklet. Like there were probably it, yeah. some. Well, you went to Palladium, though? Because, yeah, they probably would have given you the... I'm going to go back in my Fandango history. Uh, <laughs> let me call the alt-right to let me go <laughs> back to the yeah, they, they, they can, They'll find thing. it. They'll oh, find yeah. It. There's one thing you can give them. It's, it's the research. They are good They're at good. research. Exactly. We should have no mysteries by the end of <laughs> the alt-right's reign um, in the world. No mysteries in the world. Yeah, of the world, because that's, that's They'll find happen, Bigfoot because of, he's obviously a pedophile. <laughs> well, Bigfoot is an SJW, so they'll like yeah. research him. That's to death. true. Yeah, I exactly. made a really good joke. I said pedophile, but I meant pedif like feet. Pedo is that? That means feet, right? Yeah, like, it pedif- is. It's in Latin for feet. Yeah, he's a pedophile. Oh, that's 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 good, that's dude. Bigfoot good. is a pedophile. You should do yeah. stand up or something. That's really. Good. I've got a tight five. I can go right now. What's uh, the you, deal? You, you've already given us like a tight forty. But so how was it, it going to the? Because part of it was the experience. Of yeah. this movie being shot in seventy millimeter, and being experienced yeah. the way that those the filmmaker yeah prefers yeah. What did you uh, guys think? So, yeah, I mean, seeing this in theaters is in my top three. It was it was Luis, you, you and me, and Albert. Was Albert there? Albert was there. He was there. That's yes, right. Yeah, Albert. yeah, yeah. These are buddies. What's up, guys? If you're listening, yeah. Um, but yeah, oh. it's like top three. <laughs> it's top three uh, theater going experiences like of my life. Yeah, it was amazing, man. Like, Wait a minute, what? What's the other two? One is actually it, it involves Tarantino. It's seeing uh, the Grindhouse. Oh, Grindhouse! Grindhouse double feature. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, third is honestly like the, the first you- the first five minutes of Force Awakens. Sorry, oh um, just because it was magical to see another Star Wars movie after like 15 years. But uh, no, yeah, I mean, we walked into the theater. Disney magic. He doesn't even like Force Awakens anyway. I don't. I don't <laughs> the Last Jedi ruined the Force Awakens for me. Oh. Um, but no, we walked into the theater <laughs> and it was fucking it was great, man. Like you see the uh, what, do, what do you call it? The fucking like dust Turns? bunnies or you see like the fucking like crispiness no, like the, uh, of yeah, the, the, the film, film grain, burns, film grain scratches. Yeah. Right? Scratches. Yeah, scratches sure. and <laughs> um, the overexposed man, footage. Welcome to a quality film podcast where yeah, we, we can't know discuss- our shit here. <laughs> we, uh, we, I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> You're no, talking the, about like the, uh, cigarette burns. Oh, okay. Yeah. But cool. yeah, you, you we walked in 
And the movie was like literally starting as we walked in because that's how it was. Like there are no trailers, no anything like they just fucking play the movie. And then it's just like that (laughs) opening shot. And I was like, dude, this is, I for sure watched the 70 millimeter then. Okay. Because I remember uh, bringing my girlfriend and she was so, not confused, but she was like, what is, is what's happening right right now? And then there was an intermission Mm. and she's like, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed (laughs) to do? I don't know. Let's make out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's a good, (laughs) because you're totally straight. (laughs) Yeah. Let's totally have a female girlfriend. (laughs) Female (laughs) female girlfriend. She identifies as female. She is also the woman. (laughs) She has uh, tits and vaginas. (laughs) Vagina, plural. God damn it. She's got a real peach. <laughs> oh, God damn it. God. Call me All by right. your name. Call, call that me. was not. I'll, I'll call you by her name. Okay. Was it even Wait. <laughs> you're going to call me by my girlfriend's name while you peach me? Yeah. I'm gonna be, oh. <laughs> There's too many layers. God to damn it. Dog. I don't even Jeez, know. Louise. We're Shrek, we're Shrek no, level so, deep. So the movie was already playing. Yes. We walked in. It was an amazing experiment. Experiments? <laughs> wow. Experiment. Experience. All you were talking about um, was calling me by my girlfriend's name. And yeah. now you're talking about experimenting. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, spearmints like the gum. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. spearminted. Well, they college. gave us all spearmints. <laughs> gum yeah. at the, no. Okay. But then we got to the, uh, yeah, the intermission. And it was mm-hmm. so cool because it was after, it was right after um, Marquess kills Bruce Stern's character. Oh, that was such a great. And like we walked out, we walked out, we yeah. walked up to the bar and like got a beer, I think. And we're just Pissed talking about it so far. Yeah. Pissing, not pissed, but like. Yeah. Man. I, I've, I, this is one of the few movies where like I had to piss so bad oh, in the second half. Oh, the second half. Yeah. Cause you, you didn't piss or, well, I pissed during the intermission. Okay. Obviously. Yeah. This is a new segment called when, 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 when you, you piss? piss in the movie. When you piss. I will say I have a really good rate, uh, piss star. I, I know when to go in a movie. I know when, yeah. oh, this is going to be a talking break. You know what? You know what I feel like? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I needed to piss so bad, but the movie was so good. Yeah. That like I literally like just like fucking oh, was holding God. my dick. Okay. And I had to make sure that I didn't piss myself because I was like, I need to know what happens. For the first half? For the, For second, the second half. half. Because everything wow, was Wow, you so you pissed at the intermission, went yeah. back, and you, you I had to piss fast again. metabolism. I was gonna oh, say okay. that's a double well, piss. Well, and the second half is another hour and a half. So yeah. that's fair. Yeah. It's two movies. It's two movies. Yeah. I, I quick tangent here about pissing. Um <laughs> I you know you know how I feel We're like in the piss segment. This yeah. is this golden is when shower. you know you're yeah, golden shower. Uh, I feel like you know when you're grown up because when you have to piss in a movie. This is I'm speaking for myself at least, yeah. but mm-hmm. I I piss during the action scenes because that's honestly that's when you're going to miss the least hmm. important shit because when there's just action. You come back, and if somebody's going to inform you what happened, they say, uh, he got away. Or, like, this guy got shot. Yeah. Like, in Mission Impossible, I had to yeah. piss really bad. I went during that action uh, scene because I was like, uh, I'm not going to miss any, okay. like, exposition. Actual I'm not going to miss yeah. any character shit. Because action's action. It's just, unless you're in a Spielberg movie, like, it's not going to be character <laughs> stuff. Maybe this I, is I the difference between me and you. It actually shows yeah. how what we look for in movies. I pee during the talking scenes, the dialogue. Well, no, and so I, I'm I like, understand I got to get back yeah. to so, action, yeah, I, baby. I, so I pissed during the whole movie, The Post. 
Oh god! Like just the whole movie. <laughs> okay. Like oh, I was right. in the bathroom. I thought it was weird t- that you came to the movie and then we're in the bathroom the whole time. I thought you thought the movie was called or... The Pissed. <laughs> uh, Delphine, that, it's been an honor to have okay, you on. Right. Um, let's maybe you know, you wasn't a part of reconsider my... your occupation. Did, I, did you guys hear my pedophile joke earlier? Eh? I mean, that was pretty, that was pretty good. good. Okay, all right, I'm back in. <laughs> you <laughs> just keep re- just keep bringing it up. Well, Hitchcock, yeah. Hitchcock, one of his my favorite qu- um, shouldn't be my favorite. One of his quotes is. Uh, mm-hmm. The length of your movie should be determined by the length or wait of your dick. No, wait. Similar. Six. The length of your movie should six. should be Great the movie. strength of a of a person's bladder or something like that. They asked him how long oh, a movie okay. should be. Mm. Yeah. So obviously, they uh, Tarantino did not pay attention to Hitchcock's quote. Yeah. Because it's well, uh, I mean, it was it was great of him to put an intermission. I mean, because very like, nice. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day when they would release like a. Uh, I don't know, like a new Lord of the Rings movie. It's like you just got to fucking buckle up. Yeah, like you got to like just fucking hunker down. You got to pee well, during the Frodo scenes because those are boring. See, I <laughs> I would have pissed during Sam, the Sam. You know, I was I like, I, know, I get it. They kiss. I'm out of here. <laughs> I get it. They bone. Okay, and it's <laughs> they're boning stuff, every whatever. minute. We're not with them in the movie. <laughs> I get it <laughs> exactly. Well, um, no, the experience watching the road show was was truly fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. I love the intermission. It's just so cool to take a breather, especially right after you know Samuel L. Jackson saying "My big black Johnson." Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Jesus Christ! Sorry. Well, that's the that was the crescendo of yeah. The- it was such a amazing moment, and then. You're just talking to your friends like, oh, what do you think? Who do you think yeah. is the bad person? You know, like, who do you think poisoned the coffee or whatever? Yeah, that's you right. Know, like, yeah, we were trying because they didn't reveal it. Yeah. Yeah. By by that point. So we were that's definitely true. trying to piece it together. Because like after it, it was, uh, you know, Tarantino's little jerk off narr- narration scene. Yeah. I remember you know? being like, yeah. what? I'm still kind of Dumber like, used. God, it's so weird. That, that scene. That right? must How have do you guys been, feel about that? That must have been a direct reference to something he saw. Right? Well, I Don't think it's kind of like a mystery sort of thing. Yeah. Like a classic mystery I, thing. I feel like I it's know. also possible that you might have snuck into, in the olden days, yeah. into the second half of a movie after an intermission and this, the 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 recap helped you be oh, up to that's, date. That's kind of funny. Okay. Yeah, I don't right. know. I feel like yeah. that may be a thing that might have happened when yeah. seventy millimeter was around. That's mm. well, yeah. It's it's interesting you bring that up because what I noticed this time is that it's very expositiony. Like it, it really is like a previous a recap, on yeah. the hateful eight. Well, like, the intermission was fifteen minutes long, so maybe you just yeah. kind of like need a little bit of a forgot refresher. You know, attention. Span. I guess so. Yeah, it's just interesting that he. Kept Kept that in the um, because it, it is a different cut. Like it's uh, the the one that I, at least I watched it on uh, Netflix, and even my Blu-ray is the two-hour fifty-four minute cut. And the one that we saw on the roadshow like was three hours. I think it was like three hours ten minutes. Wait, so is his narration in the regular cut or no? It is. It yeah. is. Okay. That, that's that's what's kind of interesting about it. But mm, I guess he, that he couldn't. Left that in. Well, like a, good, th- yeah. a good extra 10 minutes was just from, like, the beginning where it's a bunch of uh, uh, just uh, shots. shots of there, uh, you're the winter right. Okay, traveling. that's what uh, – I was trying yeah. to piece together, like, where is all the footage that he cut out? It was just it like was definitely the opening, a right? A very long opening. It was really long. But it was score. so awesome, yeah. though. Yeah. It was like – it was um, was an overture 
right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it was just like... To get you into the seats, yeah. Yeah, it gets you in the mood, you know, feel kind of... That's what it was. We walked into the theater and the it. music was already playing. Mm. Yeah. And then it opens on that statue and the mm. stagecoach, not even in the frame yet. Like, this, mm-hmm. it's not even in the shot. And then it slowly comes... It's a, That was like a four or five minute shot, it, dude. It was long. Yeah. It was really long, just yeah. Like I wish he kept that in the final cut. Like, I love that. But that's what's kind of cool about our experience is, like, you'll never... It's unique. You'll, yeah, you know that's true. No one else will experience it. We got to see you know, the, the Tarantino it. cut. Yeah, and now that I realize, I also got to see that. Exciting. We were probably. What if we were in the same theater? Might have been. What? It was probably like a seven p.m. showing. Like no, it was a late night showing. It was like nine. Oh, Remember yeah, how right. like we got back to my apartment? Oh, it was late. Yeah, like it was. We got back at like one or two. Like that, yeah. So. Yeah, well, and, they, and we had a sleepover. Did was, we? Yeah, you guys slept over at my place. Luis, Albert, and you. You guys all slept at my place. Shit, I guess you're right, yeah. huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, but great experience. Um, Nothing else to say would about recommend. that. Uh, I, I do want to bring this up briefly. Uh, in stark contrast to that experience, uh, we saw Dunkirk 70 mil. Was it 70? Dunkirk. Dunkirk, George. Right? We have to do it every time. Dunkirk, um, George, George. And at, at the Palladium, I think in the same oh, theater. My. We saw it in the same exact yeah, screen. Yeah, I think it was. Um, yeah. And nope. it was bad. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was bad. actively the whole movie. Like the when we walked in and it started, oh. I was like, fuck, this sucks. Like everyone said it would be a loud movie. And I was like, it's not that loud. Well, and then the screen uh-huh. fucked me up because it was like, it was weird. It was like. The whole screen is there, and the movie was on like the upper two thirds of the screen, mm. oh. and there was this empty bar on the bottom. Yeah, and that bugged the shit out of me. The audio the was audio so was the, low; it was the worst. And yeah. to the to the point where I think that contributed to my complete misreading of the film the first time yeah. I saw it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't catch the the way time works in the movie. So I was just confused the entire fucking movie. And then when we eventually saw it in IMAX, like a week later, I was like, fuck this movie's Yeah. My buddy, uh, the manager at the theater hooked us up with, uh, free tickets because of our, Experience. Terrible experience. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it well, was, it was IMAX awesome. was like fucking sick though. It was awesome. Well, the, that's another so thing good, yeah. that uh, that PTA and Tarantino have in common. And have you seen this video? If you Google Tarantino and Paul Thomas Anderson, I've they have like a, a whole videos. long interview where they talk about film. I think for the Hateful Eight actually, and mm. how they like the medium and just geek out over seventy millimeter. Um, little film, film sluts. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, total film sluts. I love the color range. Oh, I just love what it captures. <laughs> don't even, um, don't even but say this, it's a, it was actually one of the things that some people didn't like about the movie was the use of 70 millimeter in a film that mostly takes place uh, indoors. I know that there's all of the grand landscape of the beginning, but what did you guys think about the the inside stuff because it captures more. It's not just a wide lens, but yeah. it actually captures more of everything. Um, I, I love all that stuff. I think, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's a fascinating, again, kind of keeping with what he does in his movies, like subversion of what you expect, because there, there are some great, like beautiful, like Vista scenes at the beginning mm-hmm. with like the chariot, driving in the snow with just like mountains in the background. It's like this Mm. beautiful Colorado setting. Uh, And I I love that it, it turns into this like 
one room tense like uh, single location setting but that the camera is massive and you can see like across the entire mm-hmm. uh, the entire thing yeah. yeah the haberdashery and like the the production design is like incredible there's just stuff to see everywhere yeah um, so I think it's I think it's like beautifully done mm-hmm. yeah what about I mean you? I, I loved the the single setting um, thing because it's just like it's so claustrophobic and it's like uh, what, how, how would I describe it? Um, you have all these uh, all these explosive people just in a tight space and how it like synergistically just uh, makes it more tense because of the claustrophobia of the, mm-hmm. of the setting. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of like... It's it's uh, movies seem to always want to go to all these different settings and have all these set pieces and just you know kind of go big and it was kind of a nice change of pace to see a movie that's just like this is just one area and we're going to use it to its like fullest extent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There was details everywhere. I mean, you had the chair with the, you know, the the sweet Dave's chair, and that was like <laughs> a, an important plot point to um, yeah. to figuring out the mystery mm-hmm. for um, for Marquess. Yeah. And you have like chains hanging in the background, which is you know on the south side. And then you had the jelly bean just like yeah, sitting on the yeah. bottom, and it's just like since you have a tighter space, you have um, you you have to kind of. Uh, w- w- utilize it and make it make it bigger i don't know mm-hmm. and in the way that it's done in this film is just so um efficient i guess mm-hmm. you know what i mean like every part is, yeah. is utilized yeah it's like to it's like fullest potential that mm-hmm. is that is interesting that you mentioned like i don't know just like the the cleanliness and efficiency of just like putting everybody in a room exactly and just like seeing what happens in that one location mm-hmm. um yeah i mean not a lot of not a lot of movies do that but i feel like they make for some of the most tense movies like exactly. i think of like a movie like buried or um mm-hmm. i don't know even like a paranormal activity or something like like they allow for so much tension because they're so contained you know like mm-hmm. the people can't just move out to like a different location and then we're somewhere else, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Channing Tatum guys. What about Channing Tatum? What about G.I. Joe? G.I. Joe Mike. himself. Was he in 21 Man, Jump Street? He, yeah. He was in yeah, he was. Um, Mercy boy, Goku. it was when we saw this in theaters, it was, Ask I, my ass is fat. Well, that was mini, right? Yeah, but he was initiated by him speaking French. Oh, that's Ooh. right. Oh, that's yeah. They're like little cute banter. Um, yeah. He's great, man. I, I forgot he was going to be in this he's when we were watching really, it. His accent's really great. Yeah. I think it can really be hit or miss yeah. in some stuff with him. Mm-hmm. Um, his accent, but but uh, his body yeah. be banging. Am I right? Oh, his body be banging. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, do you want me to save you from this Channing Tatum segment? Yeah, no, say, yeah, yeah. Well, well, what did you guys like? Uh, any particular shots? Shots, 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 shots,
Shot, 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 Everybody. All right, we're going. I'm so we're wasted right now. I took so many shots we off took of everyone's so bodies. Ma- four each. We'll just go home with whoever. No. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Fuck it. You're only. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call. Two Ubers. You know how many? And we'll just see how the math works out. I'm gonna yeah. call two X's. <laughs> Whoa! You know how many? You know how many peaches I'm gonna? F- oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna fuck a peach. <laughs> okay, shot, shots, shots. Um, shots. Did you guys catch the fucking split diopter shot? Oh yeah, that was in cool. this movie. Um, yeah, I thought that was real cool. That was a fun little fucking reservoir dog, man. Yeah, right? Res yeah. Dolls. In a much cleaner uh, split diopter shot this time You're because right, it's yeah. 25 years later. I always wonder, how the fuck do they even do that shot? Is it a lens that I watch? Honestly, I don't know how that works. Yeah. I mean, you probably know more about film than us. Well, when I shoot on 70 millimeter, I <laughs> tend to... <laughs> You know, I, I let my guys, I let my tech guys do all the. <laughs> it's hard one of the stuff. challenges. I call up Steven Spielberg. I have hey, Spielberg Stevie. shoot it. <laughs> hey Stevie, what lens should I use, baby? <laughs> so yeah, oh, Delphin, my buddy, my pal. I call him every five minutes to ask him what lens I should use. <laughs> well, I don't ask it, Kevin Smith though, because he won't have any idea what lenses uh, are even are. Burr, 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 Black and white, whatever's burr. cheapest. No, I'm just kidding. Black and white. I, uh, I, I will say. I read uh, an article with the cinematographer of this film, and he said one of the biggest challenges was... You don't have to come in here and start speaking French, Delphine. <laughs> we get it. You're a big deal. <laughs> did, did you hear me say ornery earlier? It was a big deal. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You already <laughs> said the precedent. One of the challenges... <laughs> the precedent. <laughs> one of the challenges of the film was because they were shooting on such a... Uh, on such a, a crazy a 70 millimeter that could capture everything because they were in such a tight space. Mm. Lighting was going to be tough because it's not like they could set up every now and then. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, Tarantino would want things to be in 360 or in yeah. put really push the limits um, that he, it, they had to be very creative in the, in the shot work. And I thought it really played well in the film. Yeah. You, you didn't have so, as many settings. Um, mm. So you had to figure out ways to not only cause tension. Uh, we just saw a scene. It's playing in the background. Sorry if, mm. if that breaks the fourth wall. <laughs> but, uh, well, it was wait. just fun having you on, Delphin. Uh, uh, sorry, so add. sorry, so sorry. <laughs> but they, you, you can really, uh, you know, uh, shoot. I don't know how to say it, equal shots or the, mm. uh, I don't know in the, in the film and sometimes make things uneven and because you were forced to show so much, people had to do background work. Or, you know, the yeah. guy would be in the corner and he'd have to mm. sit there and do something yeah, in every no, single part of the film. Yeah, that's something that I was reading about this movie, too, is that the camera was so fucking wide. They were catching oh, fucking all of this. Wide, just so oh, fucking wide. Huge fuck camera. Like, oh, um, fuck yeah. That they were, yeah, they were picking up like fucking like Michael Madsen in the corner fucking picking his nose. Like that didn't happen. But like, uh, could have. No, <laughs> but like they, they were just we picking up. It. Yeah. Like everything, and they had to be like, "Oh, you have to keep yeah. acting because like we're picking up fucking all of the mm-hmm. shit in the the shot." Like when you watch a shot, any given shot in uh, Minnie's haberdashery in this movie, it looks that it looks like you're looking at an entire fucking half of a room. Yeah, yeah like it, you're just seeing an entire. It's like a lot half. bigger than it actually is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It it makes the place feel huge. Mm. It's lit um, like a stage. I mean, it's like a play, but. It's yeah. kind of lit like a stage play too. Mm-hmm. You have, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's wild. 
and crazy yeah. kids. Nickelodeon. <laughs> um, yeah, that made me the the fact because I've seen the camera and how fucking huge it is. And do you remember the shot in the in the chariot um, when it's when Daisy gets her uh, nose nose hit by um, the hangman? Yeah, you mean when uh, she hit this? She fell down the stairs. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to make a joke, but I forgot what the excuse was that people make. Just stick to the stick to the pedophiles and the pieces. Uh, sorry, <laughs> All right. Jesus Christ! Hey, two uh, for three ain't bad, there, Delphin. Hey, you can't. You miss a hundred percent. You're bat, the shot six sixty six. That's that's MLB two uh, K eighteen stats. Yeah, Man, stop. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna think about some things. I'm gonna write some more jokes. Like think about the jokes. Think about the jokes before you see them. What is this? The Last Jedi? This Marvel humor? This is a Marvel podcast. Yeah, thank you for tuning in to Feige. There's nothing genuine about this podcast. You just had to undercut it with fucking jokes all the time. (laughs) You know we can't ever talk seriously about film here. Yeah. I, uh, cinema <laughs> Cinema's boring. Jokes are better. Anyways, um no, when they're in the sh- in the uh the the I keep saying chariot now, thanks. Yeah. Um and when you she will gets hit, for eternity. Yeah, Ben Hur, that's all it reminds me of, honestly. Mm-hmm. But she gets hit in the nose and it's looking from the ground up. And it's like how do you fucking fit a mm. Huge I guess they, they must have like cut open a hole or something. I don't know. Yeah. Wait. Uh, when Me. she falls out of the chariot? No. The she gets her nose hit and well, she I, and uh, she's on. You know, she's looking. She bends over because she's consoling her nose. Yeah. And you're, you're looking upward from the ground. Everything in the stagecoach mm-hmm. is insane. Yeah. You're just thinking, seriously. What? Did they cut a stagecoach the in half? Do any of that? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Where and the then fuck you're did they filming put the in camera? the front half on one half of the stagecoach and the other half? Yeah, it's some crazy. Half they probably the did, right? It's just bonkers. I was, you know, what I was. But it looks so noticing. real, though. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say it was say, all on a stage, like the stagecoach. I was probably. trying to. <laughs> Notice this time, uh, because there's a lot of scenes where it's side view and you're seeing snow and stuff in the background. Right. I was like, this looks like they fucking filmed it like in the snow. Like just they filmed it in Colorado, like stagecoach moving and everything. It seemed like it wasn't green screen, but it probably was, right? But Tarantino just very effectively I don't know. Tarantino doesn't seem like a guy who would green screen it, you don't think? Well, he has green screen things before, like yeah. the um, the Pulp Fiction. But it's uh, like aware of itself, though. Like in Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill, mm. you know it's green screen because it's like he plays that up. Which I don't know. Parts? I don't know. We're, I mean, we're which, down on which parts uh, when she's driving and she's talking about it, she's going to like yeah, Kill like Bill. the one in Pulp. It's Fiction very cartoonish with the, uh, with the taxi, the taxi drive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's. Yeah, yeah that's intentional. That but uh, but no, those are rear projectors, though. They're not green screen. I can't find oh, anything behind. Yeah. The oh, center. that's what it is. That's why it's different. Okay. Yeah, because like Tarantino, it. it's like to think Tarantino would have a green screen is like, mm-hmm. it, it just wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, but I, can't see I, that I would. My my bets are on that it was on a stage, and then you just had little you know little snowflakes in the. Yeah, because it just it just seems way too fucking hard to have to 
do that in IRL, you know? Yeah, yeah. no, that's true. That's true. Unless, Unless it was like hitched to, yeah. I don't know, like a snow plow or something. But the thing is, if that was the case, then they would have a lot more exterior shots. But yeah. it was mainly interior of the stagecoach, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't recall anything that was like looking from the outside via the window. That's true. You yeah. Know? It had to be like green screen or something. But we really dug into like a very specific corner of this movie. A new segment. Was it green screen? Was it green screen <laughs> or not? Nah? It was really good if it was. Yeah. It was really know, good. Right. That's pretty much. Did they do a good job with green screen? Because we can't tell. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you guys have any other shot, 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 shot? <laughs> Shot. For this one, I feel like we covered a lot of it. Yeah, we know. did. Yeah, I, it, for me, it was just overall. Oh, wait. everything inside was insane. the one that's on the screen is one of my favorites, where it's um, where it goes around at the, near the end, and Daisy's making a deal with um, with Mannix. Yeah, and she's like says this long like monologue, and the camera is like slowly like uh, rotating around her, mm-hmm. and then it like perfect timing on. Um, uh, what is it? Channing Tatum? Was it? No, it's, um, who's that character that was off to her side? Uh, was it Archie Hitchcock's or whatever? Maybe, maybe Tim England? Roth's character, Tim Roth's character. And yeah. like it, it rotates the exact time when he's supposed to respond to her. And then the camera's oh. like right on her. And I was I, just like, it was timed the so timing of it. Well. I feel like yeah. there's a few shots like that uh-huh. because I thought you were going to bring up one that I want to say was the Channing Tatum scene mm. where it's oh, fuck. Or I can't oh, remember, fuck. honestly, but it's another one of those things where it's a long take on somebody. Mm. It's turning around, right? That's bringing is, somebody yeah. else into the frame in the background. Oh, it was Joe Gage. Excuse me. Yeah. It's okay, that might be the one I'm thinking of then. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah. it's like rotating, mm-hmm. and she asked Joe, "Oh yeah, how many how many people strong? How many guys strong do you have at Red Rock?" And he yeah. says fifteen strong, and it's like, or it's perfectly timed to where he's in the background. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "This is that's fucking that's fucking great!" Sublime, like, how do you t- man? That's and cinema yeah. right there. And that's you've got to because yeah. it's such a tight space. You had to block it so well exactly. because it meant yeah. that from that moment. To before he had to walk there, or he had to be there, to, in order and for this that moment. This and so like, you have to be like, to, all right, well, he has to move from the last shot, whatever shot that was, yeah. to move. And there. Jennifer Jason Lee had to like say her like monologue, you time know, on out, time, yeah. on time. Oh, I think it's happening right now on screen. Yeah, and, and so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. It's uh, weird how... So this must be as close to a play as possible mm-hmm. because it the the blocking in a play is important because that's when your, you know, your character well, is, is seen or something. That's what's fascinating is because... Yeah, it is happening right now. Mm. Like, it's because, <laughs> yes, it is very play-like, but this is only something then, that you can experience yeah, through cinema. Exactly. And so yeah. it's like almost like a combination of the two like meeting in the middle but like yeah this this movie's like all blocking right like Mm -hmm. it had to take like days and days of rehearsals of like we're gonna be here and then i'm gonna move here to say this and like Mm -hmm. yeah they had to fucking especially since it it was a a conscious choice to have everything happen in one place one of the downsides to that is the audience is so familiar with it by hour one that any tiny thing is off 
in the one place that you've shown oh, yeah. them, they'll notice, well, that one table wasn't there before. Yeah. And so a lot of it is you, you know, defining or telling the audience, this is where everything is at this moment. Uh, yeah, because it's a pretty hard yeah, commitment Yeah, you do to really it. get a sense of, like, the geography of yeah. the whole place mm. by, like, really an hour, mm. hour and a half in. You're like, oh, okay, I understand where I would, everything yeah. is. I would imagine they would have to film, I mean, I don't know if they did or not, like, film it completely chronologically. Yeah, like, there's from it, yeah, like, hard the hardest shit if it getting, wasn't. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, and then, I, like, a one-setting movie makes that easy to do. Right, like um, yeah. unless like you're trying to film, I don't know, like Kurt Russell's not available or something, and so you have to. We gotta kill well, him. He's at the beginning, but uh, I don't know. Like if if it's something to do with the actor, yeah. If it's something to do with the actors, um, and you need to like, I don't know, adjust to certain schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only thing that would like fuck that up, I think. But um, yeah. you know, another, uh, no, just just a little bit, just like how cool the. The uh, slow motion um, shooting she- scenes were, yeah, like they were, they were just awesome. I don't know how, I don't know how to describe it really. You diabolical bitch! <laughs> yeah, um, just like the yeah the utilization of slow motion in this movie is like interesting. I don't really know. Well, it's, it's so it's a similar thing to Tarantino's voiceover scene, right? Where it's like, uh, what do they call that? There's a term for it. Um, Ill, uh, uh, the peach shots, yeah, peach shot, peach shots. That's right. Yeah. Um, to where it's like the movie knows this is going to take you out of it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. Like he doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like because those scenes are definitely like they take you out of it. But I, I don't know. Why do you think he he does that? Because it's like a full slow-mo, like, where he slows down the audio, too. And that's a very conscious decision to, like, let's go into the audio of the scene and slow it down just the same. Like I think maybe just experiencing Samuel Jackson's, like, current disposition. Because he's, like, got his nuts, uh, yeah. you know, shut off. Oh, no. Yeah, he's, like, dying. Yeah. That makes sense. Because it's played, uh, like, Walton Goggins' dialogue is normal mm-hmm. in that scene. So And it's just Sam. Mm-hmm. With his nuts blown off, yeah. but like the the slow motion uh, uh, shootouts were just I don't know they were just really cool. Mm-hmm. Like it obviously like it wasn't some you know action movie where there's people like shooting yeah. like you know five hundred rounds or anything, but mm-hmm. but it was just cool like the uh, choreography actually and how they fell and how they shot. Well, it's super yeah. stylized, but I mm-hmm. think so much of this movie is um, so much of this movie is shared, uh, sorry, shared space with actors mm-hmm. and we're, we're, we're kind of dissecting everyone's tiniest movements and things like that. So I, I think when someone makes a big move, because this whole thing is so tense, mm-hmm. if it's not slowed down, it would feel so weird. You'd be like, oh man, that just happened in five seconds and they it built up to it. time to Yeah, they it built in. up an hour to it. That makes it's sense. Done in a, in it's a, like, it's a like a pacing thing mm-hmm. more yeah. than anything. And so yeah. it, I, at least it continued, because I bet you, well, for those shootouts it is, but the scene that's about, that, that, that it ends with is not slowed down at all. And it is very alarming because yeah. it's, uh, yeah. You mean the, the strangling, uh, the, or, you know. Ooh, that was a nice dance. <laughs> yeah, that definitely damn. is not slow down, but it still takes a while, and you're yeah. like, "Damn, 
like their faces when when they're just watching it, just like totally tired but happy at the same time. Yeah, dude, just like getting off on it almost. Like they totally were. God damn. We're just watching the end of this movie now. It's so fucking good. So where are the feet at though? Like where 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 are they? I don't think you're talking about. So this is Tarantino's. uh, Yeah, we do. Where are the feet? There loving, are, there yeah, are feet loving, though. Yeah. There is feet. Are there? Can you oh, spot feet. the feet? But like when it was, you know, like it was obvious that he was shooting feet. Yeah. Well, westerns have good know. feet work. They've got really good. Uh, you doing the dozy does and, and the yeah, yeah. And the squares. Did he get a, a foot shot when she's hanging? Probably. No. I think no. no. The foot shot was when. Yeah. Was when. They did the flashback to the morning, and uh, the the uh, the four guys, the four oh, passengers, yeah, were getting off the chariot, and it's a close up of the uh, the step, the uh, what do you call it? The, That's the step right. down. Thing. All of their yeah, oh, all their boots. Yeah, and you can tell like Tarantino loves those fucking boots, like. Hell yeah. He's just like, this the is crunch. A, these are some sexy boots right here. Hell yeah. They were sexy boots, man. They were sexy Well, boots. and I, I love, too, that that scene plays on the, because that's the reveal. Like, that's, mm. like, the ultimate reveal of, like, what is happening. They we're constantly about to see the out. shoes, too. You yeah. haven't even seen their faces yet. Yeah. And it's just, like, even when they open the door, it's just the... Uh, you know, the feet to the legs and you don't see their faces. Well, and I feel like historically that's a thing in film where when you're going to do a reveal of something like that, that's in like, I think three out of four Indiana Jones movies is like his feet first. Yeah. And then it's a pan up to him. It's like, that's like the, the hero reveal usually, but the beginning of hello Dolly is a bunch of feet walking and then it stops on hers and then it's, Really? Slams up. Mm-hmm. I've never seen. And she says, that. "Hello, Dolly." No, she doesn't say that. <laughs> but yeah, it is the reveal. <laughs> but it's a good reveal because it. Yeah, a lot of yeah. times you'll see feet that are somewhat similar, and then one that's different, and you're like, "Something's different with this guy's foot." <laughs> he doesn't. Know, he doesn't have boots up. on. Yeah. It's just hairy feet. There's something it's like weird. Frodo's going on. in this movie. <laughs> that those Bad two joke. those two pair of feet are touching each other. Must be Frodo and Samwise going ham. <laughs> yeah. While Gollum uh, watches. Hooking up in a Tarantino. Movie. Technically What's a this? foursome because Gollum and Smeagol are there. Oh, that's oh, true. Oh yeah. So he's like two different people, huh? I never really. Yeah. Put well, that, that just way. that just it depends on whether you define mental illness as. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, you know, as a, speaking as a of thing, mental, mental illness, illness. Oh. this is a Christmas movie, right? Like what? Um, <laughs> it's snowing. No, it is a there. It is a Christmas movie. Mm. I'm one hundred percent. Okay, so here, oh here, here are the here are all the things that are connected. Okay, it was released oh, you on Christmas. Smart. Okay. It was released on Christmas. It came uh-huh. out on Christmas, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Silent Night was being played by Bob the Mexican. Yes. During okay, the, that's the big oh, one. yeah. That's the big one. And, so you think and he the did first, that? the first shot of the movie was Jesus <laughs> H. Christ. Boom, uh, baby. Wow. This is a there Christmas film. This is a Christmas is. film. Yep. And the Silent Night scene was really great because... That scene was incredible, it, yeah. Yeah, because we talked a little bit about it before with... Um, you know, Marquess and the gen- Bruce Dern, who's amazing. Yeah. And what's great is that Bob the Mexican, he doesn't play Silent Night, like, perfectly. Yeah. And it's, you know, he has discordant, like, uh, notes in there. 
So it's like it's supposed to it's be. It's, it's a funny scene because yeah. you would listen to Silent Night. And it's like, oh, we're coming together now as a family, and then you hear like these discordant notes, and yeah, he's like, yeah. uh, he was talking about how he got Bruce Dern's son to suck his dick. You know, it's just a, yeah. It's, it's a, the whole time yeah. it's off because he yeah. doesn't ever get into a mm. rhythm. Mm. Like he keeps fucking up the si- Silent Night yeah. the whole time. And you know what scene that actually reminded me of is uh, th- like that end scene in Boogie Nights. Oddly enough, Which of one? when like yeah. they're making the drug deal and then he has that like kid oh. throwing oh, yeah. fucking yeah. Uh, little like bombs or uh, Firecracker. yeah. firecrackers, yeah. and it's just this like outside audio element mm. that is adding tension to the mm. scene you're seeing. And yeah, I mean that, that scene is like one of the best directors. Yeah, and it's purely cinematic because in, yeah. in real, real life, a guy wouldn't just mm. be playing that while you're telling something that insane. You'd spin around and be like, what the yeah, fuck? I mean, yeah, it's a These tool. are a bunch of marauders. That's I don't true. Think it may not be the yeah. worst thing he's heard today. Yeah. Mm. By, by the way, Bob's death, I forgot how fucking crazy so awesome, brutal that though. is. Like, he shoots him twice in the chest. Oh, uh, yeah. And then he walks up and shoots him, and his head explodes. Twice. <laughs> like, Two in the fuck. head. Fuck. Very gratuitous. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. I guess so. Because a Mexican's head ex- explodes. <laughs> Just like that classic Christmas tale. When a Mexican's head explodes, Christ is born. Christ is born. We all, we, listen, I've been to church, Delphine. Yeah. Okay? I know the stories. Um, <laughs> so American I wonder, evangelicals. I wonder right? why he, I want to talk a little bit more about this because I always, I want to ask you guys, I wonder why he chose it to be this sort of Christmas oh. story. Because it's, it's yeah. intentional. It's not like, I mean, just having Jesus Christ statue at the beginning yeah. is, is more than enough. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, and then, yeah, of course the release date. Um, mm. I think, I don't know, man. I, I feel like we, it has to do with whatever headspace Tarantino is slash was in. I feel like he was in a very cynical place mm. because this movie is incredibly dark, incredibly nihilist. And really cynical. Like, this movie does not have a high opinion of human beings. Mm. And to the extent that uh, um, Kurt Russell is like this almost... He's as close to like a paragon or hero... And he gets killed halfway through the fucking movie. Mm. Like I remember being shocked that like at, that he was already dead. I was like, oh, okay, weird. And then it's just villains. Like it's, I don't know. I it has to do with. I feel like it has to do with like. I don't all know, these, cynicism. All these, uh, all these bad boys and girls who are going to get coal in their little stockings. Wait, yeah. is that a line from the movie? No. Because then it's a for real Christmas movie. You know, it's, uh, I, me saying that just now kind of reminded me, going back to season one, of the fact that I like Spielberg more, and he's the optimist, and you like Kubrick more, and he's more yeah, of the cynic. cynic. Yeah. And this movie... Which is weird that it's. I don't want to bury the lead a little bit, but I think it's my favorite Tarantino movie. But Ooh. it's so cynical, but I kind of love it because it just has it on its sleeves and is like, "Fuck humanity." Well, that's what it, you know. That's what being a human being is all about. You're just complex. You're not consistent. Yeah, I guess it's so. fine. I it's guess okay. So. It's all right. <laughs> but you know that that's yeah because that's what's interesting about the season is that. Um. 
like people would think that I'm on the Tarantino side and people mm-hmm. thought that I didn't finish my thought. Them. It was, yeah, yeah, that like, I think I like PTA more because he is generally less cynical. Mm-hmm. And I think Tarantino is a very cynical filmmaker. Um, which is just weird that I love this movie so much, but but the thing is, like Tarantino is like Spielberg in the sense of like entertainment value. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. PTA is more in the Kubrickian style, is like mm-hmm. you know deep themes and very uh, you know well shot stuff. And yeah, focusing on cinematography. You know, and, we yeah. should make like an Excel <laughs> chart to fucking like put everybody into a little well defined box, figure out who they are. Yep. Like a little, like, uh, like put a point system and like count the mm-hmm. number of Dutch angles that they you know, put. They put yeah. In. Tim put Burton's going to be in out. last. Yeah. Do you like Tim Burton, Delphin? Do I like Tim Burton? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounded like the most political fucking answer I've ever heard in my life. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a, a guy, good huh? guy. I, he's Shout a, out to John. I think Tim Burton has a brand. We love you, John. Don't you think Tim Burton, Tim Burton has a brand? He has a brand. He has a brand. It's he's got a Hot team. Topic. Got Whoa! Him. Hey! Taking burr, it to burr, Timmy. Burr. And God. I think he puts his brand on a lot of things. And yeah. getting cucked constantly by Johnny Deep. Yeah. That's yeah. Come on, like Helen and Bottom Carter always having sex with Johnny 100%. Depp. One hundred percent. Oh, literally days. cucked. Yeah, no, literally yeah. cut by Johnny Depp. I was thinking Depp, of ways yeah. that Johnny Depp like took his money or something. I was like, when did he oh, cut no. him? Well, that You're talking about literally, literally cucked him. Yeah, literally cucked him. Yeah, he I guess so. People, you know, fucking his wife. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Fuck Tim Burton. Tim Burton, um, if you're out there, you know, come on the podcast. Open invites. Come on the show. He doesn't listen to podcasts. He's trying to figure out what color eyeshadow to, <laughs> to put on his put wife, on his wife before movie. she has sex with Johnny Depp. <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding, Johnny Depp. Sorry about all the money you lost. He's he's too busy uh, going to the bank to cash his Disney checks. Did you read his variety moron? report? <laughs> he's what happened? There's a report on him because he lost all this money. He's being sued by his management. He lost money? Tim Burton? How? Yeah. No, not Tim Burton. Johnny Depp. Oh, oh no. That was yeah, the Rolling no, Stone yeah. article. Yeah, the Rolling Stone, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. He's so, and it told, he just did everything wrong in it because yeah. he, he's like, I didn't spend that much on wine. I spent way more than that on wine as a brag. Dude, and the writer was yeah. like, why is he telling me this? Yeah. He's supposed to be <laughs> telling us about how he got yeah. screwed Johnny out of money. Depp is just not, he does not seem like a cool dude. He's, to, he's like, he's bragging he's been about spiraling out of control for like the last six or seven years. We've got to work with him. God, <laughs> he's like, <sighs> he's like forever a 20 year old. Yeah. Just never stuck, stuck in that age. You know, dude, apparently he like punched, uh, <laughs> Uh, like a, a camera, wife, yeah. a camera. Well, recent, like very <laughs> yeah. recently, he's getting sued because he punched yeah, yeah. a cameraman on like a wow. shoot. Well, he hung out when he was young. He hung out with rock stars, and yeah. a lot of them are dead. <laughs> the ones he hung out with, he hung yeah, out with yeah. Like, well, geez, too. like that's you know what's crazy? I was reading we're deep in tangent territory, no, but fine. fuck it. Uh, he owned the Viper Club that River Phoenix died at. Hmm. Whoa! No, not Viper. Club. No, I think yeah. Right, yeah, I think it is Viper Club. So Don, he might have Johnny even been Depp there. Was, uh, he, no, he was. I'm sorry, he was there. He was playing with his band when River Phoenix died. Suspicious. With like Joaquin Phoenix there next to him. Like so, Johnny Depp was responsible for River Phoenix. Yes, death, probably. Welcome saying. back to Infowars, the podcast. <laughs> oh, yep. Sorry. Alex Jones is with us today. 
Um, here's a joke about Alex Jones that's really clever. Listen, all I'm saying is the right. Sandy Hook he, he parents are liars. He, he got it. Brent's yep. got it. He's on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like, Sandy Hook is pretty They're like, crisis <laughs> actors, okay? Oh, boy. By my, uh, supplements. That's <laughs> so true, He's well, just so, selling shit. That's all yeah, he's doing. You're a hat, he does. It's like his favorite thing that he lost weight on. And you're like, well, you're like super overweight. Well, and then you look at the before and after. It's just he's more tan now. And it's like, okay. What? You know, he's right up the road. He's in Austin in a strip mall. Let's we go see. Hey. We should go say what's up. He's in a strip mall. I like the <laughs> really idea is. that look he's just in. He's I guarantee to, you, if we meet him, he's going to be like... Yeah, that's, I'm just acting like yeah. Not like, Alex Jones. Yeah. Who do you like better, uh, Quentin Tarantino or uh, PTA? Yeah. Anyway. Well, which one is a, okay. is a crisis actor for? Uh, well, listen. Guns. All I know is that uh, Paul Thomas Anderson supported Hillary's campaign, oh. uh, so he's a lizard person too. And, <laughs> God. Dude, that hurts my throat so much. Dude. Imagine that, how oh he feels. God. Okay, have some empathy. Yeah. you're such a jerk. <laughs> Oh my god! His throat Alex is Jones. cigarettes now. That's you know, all it is. Alex Jones is is a a really interesting guy, and so is Paul Thomas Anderson. Boom. Yeah. So, what would uh, Paul Thomas Anderson do if he directed Hateful Eight? What would his movie be? Well, his movie what would, would be? be longer than this. Man, that's <laughs> that's insane. Funny. It'd be a solid three and a half hours. Um, do you think they all just like get along at the end? Yeah, there'd be less racism, Little, fewer n words. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know where to where to take this one in terms of. Uh, well, I mean, it's not too far fetched, I'd say, because you know PTA has those ensemble, yeah, cast, ensemble. So, so he could, uh, you know, go. Does go he? Down has he made anything close to this in terms of everything being in one place ever? Can you think of? Ugh, well, I don't think man. he has. Man. Because everything I, is like okay. Phantom Thread. Okay, Phantom, no, Thread Phantom Thread is like entirely one house. Place. Okay, yeah. um, but it still takes place over several. Or if not mm. dozens uh, of days. How many years? It's for years. years. I don't know, yeah, man. They, it's very unclear. Because it goes through their marriage. Because I am. I also remember, and I'm not so. sure this is in every single one of his films, but he has a lot of montage work, or not montage work. You know, he he has a lot of uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of those. Montages. Well, yeah, like put music over. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's weird scenes. because you the, music videos. Yeah, the shots that last five seconds, you can tell took like two days to get ready and film and mm-hmm. then it's over oh, and they're yeah. so dense and they're so um they're yeah. so peaches yeah there's so much peaches oh, to be fucked in his peaches. movies uh and so i don't know how what it would be like you know i feel what, like you it know wouldn't what might be, be interesting is if you this is changing some pretty fundamental stuff but no if it's almost a permanent storm and they're like mm. they just have to live there for a while for like a long stretch of yeah. time and it's like it's almost like you talked about at the beginning it's like stretching this tension out over a long period of time like to where they're stuck in this house for like yeah. almost making winter. it more like the thing or like, like a whole winter yeah like, yeah like a whole winter yeah. like like we can't leave like their horses die or yeah. some plot contrivance and it's like 1879 yeah <laughs> it's about to be 1880s yeah get ready <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. yeah this guy has this one cowboy has a real big dick <laughs> Yeah, exactly. 
I, I, I think I agree. It would be little tiny things. They mm. would, they would, it would, there'd be less focus probably on them talking so much as maybe one guy every day goes to the well and does something weird at the well, <laughs> you know, but no I one know knows what you mean. Yeah. But it's, it's you like, know, it's just this tiny little thing. And like it's these like, visual stories. Yeah, like, huh, yeah. You notice he goes to the well and someone would just shrug his shoulders and that would be a 10 minute long thing. <laughs> and then, and then he makes like a, he makes a woman in the snow and he starts fingering the woman like yeah. really oh, aggressively. Yeah. Yeah. And then, okay, geez. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yes, uh, the master. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I just got that. I was like, "Oh, fucking Walking Phoenix in that movie." I watched that with my girlfriend too, and uh, I bet that was fun. She was like, "Man, how come you? How come you don't do me like <laughs> like he's doing that sand?" Why don't, why don't woman. you do me like he does the sand lady? Yeah. It's called it's called the master. Like, needless that, to that, say, I was at the movement. beach for a week after that movie, just, <laughs> just really trying to figure it out. You know, there's all these sand, sand girls there, dude. What the fuck? Am I? I've been missing out on all these sand girls the bro. sand bitches you know what's the best thing about sand girls you get older and they stay sand they stay sand <laughs> the whole time the whole time it's not even funny yeah <laughs> i'm cracking up i'm cracking oh, up because what else would be PT? that's what you should just that should be your first joke when you go up on me laughing for an hour <laughs> You just you know, walk out stage I mean, laughing. That'd be some Andy Get it? Kaufman yeah, shit. Yeah, like, that that's totally some Andy like comedy. Laughing at myself. No, yeah. You know that'd be an amazing experiment. Just like just to go up on stage yeah. and just start laughing. No, you don't go on stage. You go behind the audience <laughs> laughing. And clapping. then you're just looking at them laughing at them. <laughs> That's good. We gotta go to an open mic night. Oh my god! And they're god. like, "What, like, the, what the, fuck? the fuck?" And then you say, "Get it," and then you kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like another guy comes in and he just says, "Art," okay. and then he kills himself. Two ways That's not what. So yeah, that's PTA's version, I think. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there would be a. Uh, <laughs> There'd be a massive time jump yeah. to 2018. Oh, yeah. Kurt Russell getting poisoned would take the. Oh, it would happen over a week. Like he would cough one day and be like, "Huh." I wonder what's. Oh, it'd be him. yeah. It'd be a slower a slow process, poison. like Phantom Thread of him yeah. getting poisoned and that being stretched out. Oh, what yeah. he got? No, poisoned? he gets like sexually. Have you not gets seen? Off. Uh, yeah, fuck. Sorry oh, to spoil fuck, that. Fuck, if you fuck, fuck, seen fuck. That. Wait, no, I that this is a movie isn't about a no. ghost. Uh, it's about it's string. About, it's about uh, Ghost Dad. The uh, yeah, Bill Cosby. It's well. It's about oh, the God, making the, of Ghost Dad. I mean, you have to say all the details up front. It's um, and you know he's revealed to be a serial rapist. So yeah, yeah. Oh. he rapes the woman in the movie. Mm-hmm. That's like the climax. See, da- Daniel Daniel Craig Daniel Day Lewis is so good. <laughs> he plays he Bill Cosby. He plays Bill Cosby. Uh, yeah, it's he goes crazy. to the beach and he slips something into the sand person's drink. And then he's like, oh, you're sand. I wasted a whole pill. Yeah. <laughs> okay, There's so Daniel Day-Lewis plays Bill Cosby as... As Joaquin guy, Phoenix? As the guy who understands or as creates we, Scientology. As Joaquin Phoenix yeah. raping a sand... <laughs> yeah. Slipping a, slipping a lude into a, a sand lewd? person's yes. mouth. 
Oh my god. We are in the fucking sticks, fellas. We, I don't know are, what we're talking about. We're talking about PTA's version of Hateful Eight. Yeah, and, yeah. This is and very I think close. it's pretty good. This is very close. I, I think still think it's good. was pretty good. I, I mean, I'd watch good. it. Yeah. He has never you attempted know, a Western yet, I, right? I was just mm-hmm. going to say that. I think it'd be interesting to see him do yeah. a Western, a sci-fi, yeah. or just another modern-day movie. Well, one of the weird things about Westerns is they're so action-packed, but in reality, during those times, things were so... Yeah, boring. Not doldry, yeah. you know. Yeah. I was very, and but yeah. we get to see cowboys and Indians and in, in a lot of the, the uh, older western. St- <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Uh, sorry, Native Americans and Indians. Um, Native Americans. <laughs> I'm sorry. I used the term cowboys. I love that genre. Native Americans <laughs> yeah. and Indians. Forgot. Well, it's a, it's a really good sci-fi movie. <laughs> no, it's like Indian people though. It's yeah, like, Native Americans. Yeah. <laughs> From India, it's like, it's, and they're like fighting Native Americans. It's like yeah. Christopher Columbus's worst nightmare. <laughs> He's like, oh, uh, shit. I think you mean uh, best dream. <laughs> I guess so. Didn't he direct Harry Potter? Christopher he did. Columbus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, sl- he, he sailed the ocean blue and made Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> and kickstarted the franchise that would warm a million hearts. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, oh, what was I saying? Man. Oh yeah, but westerns are <laughs> westerns. We think westerns are oh, these. Man. You know, every five seconds something's happening. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's a movie, The Searchers, by John Ford, and John Wayne is in it. And they're, Dude, that's they're a really looking good movie. for. A, I love that movie. That movie takes the plate. It takes a, it's like a months plate. and months. Yeah, and yeah it's really it's a very out. long thing. But they cut out all the the boring stuff where they're writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. But imagine that, except showing that that would be a. a you know, it would be very Searchers esque. Now that you well, say that, I actually, think it would. There will be bloods, a western. Oh my god! Oh, boom, bam, boom, bam. Fuck yeah! Technically set in the west. There it is. It's it's a western. It is a western. It's a subversive um, western. They're horses. So following the trend of these guys are friends and they're influenced by Mm -hmm. one another. Yeah. Do you think Hateful Eight, or well, he made uh, Django first, I guess. Well, Tarantino's just a, you know, he's fetishizes. Westerns. Westerns, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I was going to say, do you think he was influenced at all by There Will Be Blood? And maybe that's... Yeah, probably. I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know anything... Like, I can't draw any... I mean, maybe nihilism. I don't know. Like, <laughs> It's hard to yeah. draw any connections right now. Yeah, I guess outside of setting alone, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to draw a connection. But I know I know he uh, thought of this movie based on like old Western TV shows that he watched, like yeah. Bonanza mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like they're they're episodes that were um, locked in one location, I guess, for budgetary reasons. Uh, that's like what pretty much influenced this movie. Mm-hmm. So, that makes sense. And just take out the good guy. Yeah. And Bonanza, yeah, it's a lot of like, you know, mm-hmm. we got to figure out this thing that's happening right now in this room. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Okay, yeah, let's talk yeah. about what's our, happening. Our budget's $38. <laughs> yeah. What can we, like, do? Let's talk about the fire that happened last week, because we can't show it. Yeah, it's all talking about action, yeah. right? Like, they massacred the whole town, Bill. What <laughs> well, are we going to do? The whole town's dead. Well, let's just stay here. <laughs> let's yeah. just not go out and Let's talk it. about it yeah. in this okay. room. Sure, yeah. God damn it. Dude, this is a tangent too, but like one of the first things I had to edit in digital video at uh, Vista, um, Name we drop. were learning how to use Avid um, and they gave us 
old uh, like B roll like unedited footage from it was either Bonanza or what's the other one? Something uh, Acres, Green Acres? No, no, it was another one of those old like '50s, '60s westerns, and we had to edit this scene together. And just the whole time I was thinking, like, this is so fucking slow and boring. Uh-huh. Like, there's no way to make this exciting just yeah. because of how they filmed it. And, uh, yeah. But well, he made I, this movie exciting. Do you guys like Westerns? Like, red, 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 like, Westerns? I mean, like, uh, I don't... I don't uh, Westerns? I don't hate yeah. Westerns, you know? I don't really... You know, I, I don't really I just never have... really got into them. Yeah. Because yeah. I've seen High Noon. I've seen The Good, The Bad, The Ugly... I've seen uh, Fistful of Dollars. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I have. I mean, I'm not like an expert in, in any sense of the word of westerns, but I, I understand yeah. the impact on. Yeah, same here. I think uh, I've seen a lot of the big, the big ones, like mm-hmm. some of the Sergio Leones and the John Fords. Mm-hmm. I, I think only a couple of his, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like they the, they the are Mar- kind of boring to me. They're the Marvel movies of uh, the 60s. Yeah, of the right? 40s and 50s. Oh, right? 60s, I guess. I don't time. know. I, I loved uh, John Ford for the longest time, I thought was the best ever of all time. And I still yeah. kind of. He, he was like a fucking factory. He made like 20 of those things every year. He was, yeah, he was productive. Right? But he was. His movies were really good i i know stagecoach the searchers are really fantastic but even if you break it down cinematically he came him and hitchcock came from the silent era of film where things had to make sense visually mm-hmm. before any and dialogue stage lighting and oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, the, the ending of the searchers is still one of my favorite shots it's john wayne well i haven't seen it's not a it doesn't ruin anything well okay you've seen everything it's influenced because it's everywhere like yeah. that that mm. ending is so iconic it's good i won't ruin it but he's a cowboy and it, and you get it it's from in, the ending and you're like damn it's in avengers he's a cowboy Ultron, uh oh. that shot but um, he's, a, the, he's a robot yeah yeah well it's <laughs> but, cg it's the first full cg shot john wayne is full cg um <laughs> i am ai yeah <laughs> But yeah, the, the Westerns always had the best, I think, archetypes. So the clearest of, I mean, literally, you're the good guy, you're the bad guy, yeah. you're the scoundrel. Uh, right. The treasure, this one's called the Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Sierra Madre That's yeah. a really good one, too. But the, there's, this, there's this sense of danger everywhere in a Western. Mm. And I think that's what mostly Westerns like are. being in the wild. Yeah, you can yeah. die tomorrow. And mm-hmm. this movie, that's, that's why yeah. this movie is is a Western in that sense, too, is everything's yeah. so everything's fucking up dangerous. Up yeah. yeah, And this that's happens in, in this tiny cabin, but this happens in every cabin during the snowstorm when you have to shack up with whoever's around you. Mm, is a yeah. lot of mistrust, so... Even though it seems very melodramatic and yeah. insane, I feel like most Westerns are because in that moment, you don't know who that person is. You're both crazy enough to live in a forsaken land and can't farm yeah, or anything. It takes, so. a, yeah. it takes a certain personality to go out into the wild and survive. Yeah. And there's yeah. nothing simple. Well, I think then that's that was we, just life for everybody, right? Yeah. Like, yep. At yeah. the time, there's, there's nothing close to it. And that's why I still think it's a good genre because there's an inherent fear yeah. of each other. Um, there's that, so much baked in drama yeah. in like mm-hmm. a Western. 
And there's something close to that. I think now we, we, we have to go into space and make sci-fi movies where we literally create other species uh, we don't understand. That's interesting. That's an because interesting that's like, the fear parallel that we have. to draw. Because yeah. Yeah. we just know everything about everything now. <clears throat> and the only thing we're scared of are things we have to make up. Or ghosts. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's like the unknown, right? <laughs> yeah, the unknown, because like yeah. that, it's even that in westerns too, kind of. Because it's like anything could happen. There aren't really rules to this untamed wilderness, and it's kind of like the same thing for like a sci-fi movie. Yeah, you know, uh, at least one dealing in like exploration and the unknown, like an Interstellar or something like that. Um, yeah, I like that comparison. That's interesting. I mean, I've been uh, this is another tangent, but I've been reading. Uh, at the Mountains of Madness by H.P. Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Lovecraft. Yeah. And uh, it's it's kind of along those lines, but a more epic scale. You know, like having this... Uh, it's in Antarctica. I mean, this kind of relates a little bit, like the snowy backdrop. And it's just like this uh, totally unfamiliar, unknown thing that's way bigger than everything else and that you can't even comprehend. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, that's kind of, you know, the wild sort of thing. And that's where we're at now, I guess, is where, yeah, yeah. you know, you just, I mean, I guess you can still keep, what I'm saying is that you can still kind of keep it on Earth if you try hard enough, I guess. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Because I also feel genuinely creeped out, even though I know there's nothing in Antarctica, you know, but. Yeah. You know. yeah. Penguins. Peng- penguins, like dude, uh, are the penguins in that book? Because I've read the script. Wait, what are the penguins enough. in the book? Well, no, there are these. At least in the script for At the Mountains of Madness that Guillermo del Toro wrote, uh, there are these crazy, like eight foot tall penguin. Jesus, um, I haven't got like, to that part. Oh, oh, oh shit. No, no. okay, so it's probably not. So we ruined uh, the. Yeah, let's see. The searchers, we call me by your name. <laughs> the searchers. Uh, this is a spoiler written. Right. Well, let's let's. I think probably final thoughts. Right, this is a kind of final long in the two. Yeah. yeah, unless you want to make this just as long as the film. Yeah, we should Let's go another just hour. We'll do an intermission right now. That's kind of like genius in a meta sense, but mm-hmm. not practical. Yeah. Not practical. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well, uh, I have a final thought. Yes, please go. You have a file thought. I have a file thought. File thought. I have a final thought. Thought. Yeah, dude. That hoe over there. No. So uh, I, this movie is a very uh, good exercise in what what makes uh tension work and unique in cinema and and i think having it being shot in 70 millimeter having it take place in in one place having it take place in one place Mm -hmm. forces the filmmaker and almost everyone on the crew the actors to think about how um everything in cinema works together so for example for example we talk about all the background work actors have to do that is different because you're going to be seen in a film mm-hmm. or how, well, if everyone's used to the same space, you can't recycle shots as often, or you've got to show tension another way instead of doing some crazy zoom in or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a, it, it seemed like a really fun movie to make because of the challenges that, that it presented itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it is mostly to me, at least it's less of a Western and more of a thriller, who done it uh, <laughs> horror movie like like yeah, uh, some yeah. of the things we've talked about um, definitely highlight those features um, more than that's what t- I mean I'm sorry to interrupt but hey 
Whoa. Sorry. How fucking Let go of my neck. Sorry. He's our guest. You're choking him. Tarantino just loves to mix all genres together. Yeah, it's just a mix a lot. It's a who. It definitely is a Tarantino movie. And again, I go back to dialogue and violence. And this movie has both of those in butt loads. Um, Wait. Didn't we? Yeah, and peach loads. That's it. Yeah, there yeah, it is. There you, yeah, go. there you go. Plenty of peach, peach loads. That's that's too on the nose. <laughs> but man. it definitely works. Good Lord. We're already it, way way past. <laughs> yeah, we're past that, the man. nose. Yeah. And I think the road show that uh, that you know the road show acts aspect during the release gives it even that. Is it ethereal or that? Is that what the right word is? Where it mythical, mythical, right? where it just yeah. happened yeah. once and. It's over. It's Even though he yeah. knows that ultimately people are going to be watching on their smartphones and iPads. Smartphones? <laughs> smartphones. <laughs> Jesus. So, so, uh, I think, it, well, what you're referencing there, I think, yeah. is a smart shoney. Yeah. It's shoney's restaurant started putting out these uh, like iPad-like yeah. tablets that you can watch movies on. Smart Jesus <laughs> Christ. But he knows, that's, he knows that's the way movies are digested now, so he created yeah. an experience for people who still want That's more communal that. and special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that even that adds to what made this movie a special thing. And another thing, uh, I'm just kidding. No. no, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, everything you said, absolutely perfect. Um, the, the, this movie is, I just, I fucking love this movie. It's like not, it's not cerebral on the level of like a Pulp Fiction, right, um, or anything like that. It's just a very like concisely told, well told like mystery thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's all set in one location. Like all of the acting's incredible. The way that they shot it using uh is it seventy millimeter or is it sixty five? We might have been getting it wrong the whole it time. It was sixty five projected filmed up. and then projected at seventy. Added that okay. added that extra five. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, and the the creativity in realizing that you can use a like widescreen format just in one location to uh tell like a, a wider story um is pretty a ingenious wi- wider uh-oh I oh we're gonna end e- the way we began R <laughs> the dab of racism that's how this podcast goes delphin um, dab of racism. but yeah it's also like an incredibly mean movie cruel movie that's kind of even more perfect today than it was when it came out in 2015 like just just looking at like who's in power in our country and uh whoa uh, just uh, yeah just just like the cruelty on display in everyday um yeah freaking hillary clinton and her deep state exactly the emails are you're right emails the mystery of the emails equal the mystery of this movie absolutely it's the same you know and the paul fiction briefcase is hillary's emails and you know what else the mexican this movie was a bad guy Oh, he was. As I he think you're right. Should have been. <laughs> Am I right? No. I mean, um, that's what all mix. They get their heads blown off, and that's just what needs to. That's just what happens. That's now, how you if, know we had, if we had a if we had a closed border policy, yeah, would any of this have happened? I think we should make it Christmas every day, and by that I mean blow them. <laughs> I'm gonna get you off with a laugh there, Dolphin. Um, but yeah, I mean, God damn it, this movie's so fucking entertaining, mm. and I I, th- I think uh, a lot of it was. Uh, is is like residual love from that first time that we saw it in like the road show and how um, 
it's it was a very subjective thing, like how much fun I had going to that and how special it was. Um, I think it's like paying dividends every time I see it now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I love this movie. I think it's uh, personally my favorite Tarantino movie, like I said Ooh. earlier, which is like kind of a bit That's of a hot take. I, th- yeah. I don't think That's a lot of people say that. kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's kind, kind of, of a big deal. Um, look at how cool, look at how special I am that I... I love this movie over Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it's weird. But um, well, over Kill Bill too. <clears throat> yeah, it's close, but I think I think so. Like this movie's just so rewatchable for me. It's like I can put it on and fall asleep to it. Oddly, oddly enough, that's not a good sign. It's not. Yeah, it's really not. There's a lot of like uh, like PTA, like the Master, and there will be blood. That do you I just can do that fall too asleep also. to good movies. Like, do you just not Kinda, like? Because he has to yeah. stay awake for Transformers. Oh, this is too. That's yeah, true. <laughs> I gotta get my sleep in during these really good movies. Like he, he, like he says he has a good. He, I put on two thousand one and I fall asleep, dude. You and have no idea how many times I did that because it's it's a very serene, a movie. calm movie. Yeah, uh, even the yeah. evil parts are serene. Dave, or when when he's talking, you're like, okay, Dave. well, it's ASMR. I'm gonna take a little, I'm gonna like, take a little nap. It's Hal ASMR mm-hmm. those scenes. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I love this movie. It's it's fucking great. Yeah, I mean, I. I agree with both of you. This is a, hey, I really love this movie. And it's funny because it just seems like it's a late stage Tarantino flick. Ooh. Like a post postmodern, like uh, Tarantino movie. You know what I mean? Interesting. In the yeah. sense that he was like, fuck it. Let's just get all these bad boys together. I don't need mm-hmm. to do any themes, really. Yeah. Let's just let's just have a good ass time. Yeah. With all these bad people and see what happens. Mhm. Yeah, that's I mean we I mean. talked about that on the Pulp Fiction episode, uh-huh. right? How he got his heavy hitting shit done. Yeah, he got the heavy hitting real early shit, on. Yeah. He made his masterpiece and was like, "I'm just gonna have a fucking good time." It's now. all downhill from. I'm just like, kidding, no. not, though. I mean, it's like he goes from Inglorious yeah. Bastards, which had like it was pretty clear on its themes. And then you had Django that was a little bit more, even more expletive, I think. Yeah. And then now it's here. It's like, it seems like, you know, <laughs> where are we now? Yeah. Terry God, Cito. what is once upon a time in Hollywood going to be then? I know if he's in this, like if this increasingly dark cynical mode, right? Yeesh. I don't, I don't know what don't that movie's going to be, man, but it's, yeah, it's, it's late stage Tarantino. I think. It's yeah, because it's it's just him having a, a fucking he's jerking himself off, and I love it. Yeah, I love uh, it in I your hair. It. I would I would always hair. watch. Oh, good callback, God. man. Very good. What, I know you. What, the, Into a peach, but oh, oh. peaches everywhere. Yeah, this movie is also like it's, it's it's beautiful. Like I love. I know there wasn't too much of it. But man, those those shots of the scenery is just like yeah, gorgeous. Man. Really fucking. Great. I never knew hell could look so good. Yeah. But yeah. Tarantino made made white hell look beautiful, yeah. um, and all the characters are just so colorful. It's like they're, and the way that he writes his dialogue for those characters just seems so right. I don't know. It, 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 he just knows how to <clears throat> how to how to write up dialogue for all these unique characters. And none of them felt like a, they didn't feel like they're all just Kevin Smith, you know, 
Like, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm knocking on Kevin Smith, but like <laughs> Kevin Smith films, they all sound like they're just him. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just characters channeling the the director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, this one, like all these characters, are just uh, are so different from each other, and the way that they interact and um, just it's just amazing. It's just an amazing thing to watch. It's a spectacle, really. Mm-hmm. And again, like you said, like you guys said, just to have it all in that melting pot, America mm. cabin, haberdashery is is great. You know? Yeah. So Hell yeah, this man. is a. I can't wait for uh, what Tarantino has got stewing up next because this is the last Tarantino film yeah. on our podcast, and it's weird because yeah, you, you told yeah. me the date that it mm-hmm. came out, but I was like, whoa, that it felt even longer ago. Yeah, for me at least, most latest film. Yeah, so. I, I guess, and so. I felt like, oh, this came, must have came out much. I guess it's only been not that three, three years. It's three weird years, that, uh, yeah, yeah I, I forget that this came out literally a week after Star Wars. Yeah, it's like Force Awakens. So that was a good December, man. That's two of my favorite movie-going experiences was Whoa, in December 2015. Wow. I guess maybe hey, that's just recency bias. It probably is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My memory's not good, so yeah. Um, you forgot yeah. the time that you went to go see uh, Transformers, and Shia LaBeouf was sitting behind you, jerking that's it. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Well, he that came into my hair, and then that's just that was it. an awakening for me. And it you really still haven't was. washed your hair. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I've just left it. I've just left it There's there. There's DNA of Shia LaBeouf in your hair on my head. Right I'm touching now. it right now. Oh, it's still very disgusting. Crusty. <laughs> <laughs> um. Even yeah. Stevens joke. Yeah. That's what it was. Even, Even Stevens. Stevens joke. I was like, "What is? Was he Malcolm in the Middle? No, that was Malcolm in Middle. What? Uh, what? We didn't even talk about. But I know it's too late now. The, the, no, 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 bring it up. No, well, wasn't ahead. this movie leaked or something? And they weren't even going to make it oh, anymore okay. because yeah, yeah. Was, the script. We kind of we kind of yeah. let go of our trivia corner, but I probably would have yeah. brought this up there. But the the script leaked for it. Um, he canceled it. When after that he was just like pissed off. He was like, "Fuck you guys! Oh, yeah. You're not getting. You're that. not getting the movie." Mm-hmm. And I remember like reading that and being like, I was "Dude, so fuck sad. people!" Yeah. yeah, I was like, "Fuck the people that leaked it, whoever the fuck that was." Yeah, it had to be and close then, to him or something, right? There's not random. Well, yeah, there's people. like a. There, I, I was reading on Wikipedia the list of people that Tim had Tim Roth, it. Michael, and they. Uh, so he knew they were like, yeah, they were it's fucking Bruce Dern. He doesn't know how to email. It was probably Bruce. Yeah, Dern. yeah he, he probably posted it doing. online without yeah. knowing. <laughs> he probably didn't know how to use the internet. Oh, poor guy. Poor guy. Sent. He sent. Yeah, he like. Puts it on some <laughs> fucking, like, I don't know, uh, like, is Gmail. He tweeted it line by line by accident. Yeah. He's on his AOL, like, account. Like, oh. just like. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, hey, Doug, my manager, I just sent you the email <laughs> hey, through Laura, your MSN account. Laura, my daughter, can you come over and help me? Oh, Is man. that? That's not his daughter. That's Laura Dern's da- dad. Bruce like, Turner's is that, No is that, fucking way. Are you kidding real? me? Yes. I didn't know that. You're telling me so Admiral Holdo is the daughter of Bruce Dern. Oh, uh, yeah. Really? That's yeah. actually blowing my mind I like mind how that's the first character you think of. It was the best movie. Sadler, no. her, from Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park whatever. Is a, yeah. 100% yeah, that's she has a lot of great roles. She's great. Um, Admiral Holdo is not one of them, and that's another podcast. Yeah, we're, we're going to do a Last Jedi yeah. podcast eventually. So... We br- we bring it up every episode for some reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you like that movie? What the, the last, last Jedi? Jedi? Why this is not 
Just Ryan Johnson. Why are you so political? Listen, I believe you, all sides were because he he has some stakes. S T E A K S. Oh, do you really? He has. Stakes. I didn't know that. Okay, but if you have I liked Last Jedi <laughs> a good, healthy amount. Yeah, well, there I was the parts Revenge of the I sequel. liked. There were parts. Uh, no, the, the the Revenge of the Sequel episode was pretty good. There on were that. always things to improve upon, but sometimes things. To, I'm just. I started I'm a talking sentence. about Al Gore right now. No. Ryan Johnson does movies in a way that is done to complete them, so you can so watch that you can watch them in the cinema. Movies. Listen, Ryan Johnson is a director. It was on Who time. Makes movies. On time. On I budget. thought the film had a beginning, a middle, and an end. He made it for the Disney Corporation. It was a film. You know, his first name's Ryan, and his last My name's is Johnson. Johnson. And what, what can These you do about facts. that? These are facts. What could facts. you do about that? Yeah, was it about a- The Last Jedi? Yes. So did the movie lie in its title? No. No. I don't think so. And I will go to my grave saying that this movie was a Star Wars movie. That was completed. On paper. Did it not have it in the in the title? No. Yes. What, was was it not called Star Wars? Yeah. No. It was called Star Wars. You will never get me to Is say that this was not eight? a movie. Because this was a movie. Does it, I swear to God this was a movie. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> right? Exactly. Ray. Yeah. Hey. I have a strong reaction just as the next guy does. That reaction is strong. Listen, everybody reacts to things. <laughs> Fuck, we're doing the purd bit from <laughs> Parks and Rec. Are we? Yeah, oh, kind of. Oh, I Do you feel like we're, I thought we were doing a Seinfeld we're totally thing now. I don't oh. even know what we just did. Um, yeah, it was good it movie, was, guys. It was good. Um, that was a, that was a holy good. shit. We were talking about the... Okay, what? so... He then decided that he was going to do the movie. Um, <laughs> what? Last Jedi? But, but he rewrote the ending. Oh. Wait. And I, I don't think he's even Quentin released what the original ending was. I guess no, it's in the, the script. Original it's ending online. Apparently, was, it was like a shootout between. Oh, with okay. Mannix and Mark Quest and Joe Gage. Oh, like Once Upon a Time in the West. It's just. It's over. Yeah, just, you know. Yeah. Well, or no, maybe uh, uh, Good and Bad and the Ugly. Good, the Bad and the Ugly, yeah. right? Was yeah. like, Did Once Upon a Time in the West end that way? I think so. That, that movie's incredible. Henry Fonda. I forgot the ending. I like this ending a lot, though, honestly. Yeah, yeah I do, too. It, it really doubles down on the mm-hmm. like the mean spirit of the movie, but I think it's it's pretty great. Um, so, yeah, and then he ended up directing it, and, uh, yeah, I was pretty well, happy. It just goes to show how much he must have well, wanted to, to make it, because after someone already yeah. knows how it, the movie is, and after right. you've done some stage plays, you still would maybe want it to be on screen if you're like, okay, fine, let's still do it. Well, after it's just like, what was Tarantino going to do? Like, is he really going to sit down and write a novel? Like, oh, this was thing? a novel first, yeah, right? Yeah, it was supposed then, to be a novel. Yeah. yeah. And it was, wasn't, isn't it a part of some trilogy or some Western It's supposed to be thing? a Django sequel. Yeah. But I don't think he's ever going to do a Western again. It doesn't seem like it's on the books, but... Well, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's pretty much a West. It happens in the West. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does. Hollywood is... Technicality, uh, no... Yes. <laughs> so, Delphi, no, what yeah. plugs do you have to give out? Well, I'd like to plug my peach up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh now I'm just God. laughing at my own stuff again. <laughs> plug that peach up. Um, no, I, with, a, with a with a pedophile foot 
Bigfoot. Yeah. Oh my gosh! If he made a big, if Tarantino made a Bigfoot movie, he would get all the feet that he wanted. He'd get. Holy shit! Oh can my. you imagine? Oh, and shoot it on seventy or sixty-five millimeter. So oh, it's just God. like eighty feet across an eighty-foot foot. Foot. Oh, eighty oh foot. Then he would do, do you a think road there's show. Feet out there that's gotten me tooed <laughs> by Tarantino. <laughs> what did you just say? Yeah, Uma Thurman. What? Probably. Like, Are there feet, feet out, out there? there who got me tooed? Jeez. No, no, no. Tarantino got me tooed by feet. <laughs> I still don't know what you're saying, really. Like Are he, there? He 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 <clears throat> molested feet, is what I'm saying. Oh, oh. but that's I it. Don't just think so. Feet? I think he probably had a lot of consensual foot stuff with people. I don't think. <laughs> I, don't, I feel like we would have heard about Tarantino in the wave of like. That's Weinstein true. One time, stuff. my foot fell asleep and Cosby raped it. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, here's what I have to plug. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what you got, dude? I got a, We uh, we got a lot of podcasts over at Delphin Pod. You guys have yeah. been on. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Revenge of the sequel. Revenge of the sequel yeah. is, Countdown is to good. Infinity. Yeah. Countdown to Infinity is a uh, basically a, a cash cow that keeps on producing sweet milk from its teats. <laughs> as I in the like the Last Jedi with the green milk. Oh yeah, yeah. some green milk coming blue. out of those teats. Was it idiot? Blue? When is this coming out? It looks green to me. Probably a few weeks. Okay, so. yeah. you got anything coming? In the next, obviously, I have a stand-up date. I'd like to push out there. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> There's a short film. Doing called a couple of dates in <laughs> Iowa. Come out to those college towns mostly college with, towns. Hannibal. <laughs> with Hannibal. It's me and Hannibal. Yeah, not like Burris. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Hannibal. Douglas. Hannibal Lecter. He's white. Yeah, Hannibal, um, the ancient uh, conqueror. Hannibal <laughs> brought him his back. From- no, but I have a good. short film called Apex. It'll be at some festivals. Think oh, Facebook.com slash Apex Short. You'll have the the towns, mostly college towns with Hannibal. say it's the, the short Ooh. of the highest quality? I actually, all flying, I'll tell you how I feel about it. Oh. But you know, George okay. Lucas, the best filmmaker of all time, said, uh, you never really finish a movie, you just run out of time. And that is the case when yeah. you have a deadline. Yeah. Well, I'm excited, man. George I'm excited Lucas, to see it. George Lucas's excuse That's for his cool. yeah. films. Yeah. What do you guys have to plug? Midichlorians. <sighs> Midichlorians <Well>. as usual. <laughs> Star Wars prequels. I just want to plug those. Midichlorians are real. Low. I checked myself. Um, the Star Wars subreddit. Uh, just Mary a lot Sue, of good you know, stuff. Just what? her being a Mary Sue, Ray being um, Mary Sue. Raise a Mary Sue. <laughs> what? No, but you haven't heard uh, this, heard this no. stupid meme. Yeah, Mary um, Sue, as in like she didn't, she's not skilled enough to do all the stuff. That, oh, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a out, whole dumb. It's thing. a whole dumb. Thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like an old man. Mm-hmm. Keep uh, up the memes. What, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say you did to my son? <laughs> That's me That's a pretty good and, accent. I, know, I guess. Right? I guess it's that an accent. From? That's from. I don't have a son, Laura. Talking about I'm Bruce Dern now. No, Bruce Dern, Laura Dern. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. God damn it. I've, I've lost the up. bit. I'm Keep fucking. Up. I'm back here in the fucking trunk. Um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, watch, watch, listen to all of the <laughs> Sticker Fridge podcasts. We're off the rails. On yeah, this dude. One. Uh, this is a it's mess. fine. We're gonna um, not release this. What? No, this is good. That's messed up. Sorry. The last two and a half hours yeah. have been a waste. No, um, yeah, all the Sticker Fridge podcast guys, check those out. We have like 
we have a bunch now, um, like six or seven. They're all really good. Um, keep an eye out on the site. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of action going on. on yeah, the site. Adam. Actually, fuck, dude. I really wanted to bring this up. You got back from Japan, and we didn't even fucking talk about it. I like wanted to make that a big thing, and I totally forgot about that entirely. We can make it a big thing next podcast. <sighs> All right, guys, we're gonna talk about that next time. You took you took a trip to Japan. It looked like a lot of fun. Read about it on the website. Yeah, the website's yeah. got my blogs. I mean, we're up to like day, hopefully day six on the blog. Like day six of uh, Adam's Asian sex tour. His Asian sex tour. Um, I, I wanted th- nothing to respond oh. to that. No comment. No comment. I haven't read the blog. It may not be a sex tour. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to give a shout out to Wilberfan um, on Reddit. I still I don't know your real name. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you, man, for mm-hmm. spreading, the, spreading the word, spreading the love about the uh, mm-hmm. Director Showdown podcast. You're cool. Keep it up. Thanks. We, lo- we love you. Speak for yourself, Delvin, all right? <laughs> Love isn't well, something you can just toss around like a fucking it's valued. It's fridge quality. magnet. We don't say it enough. We love each other. <laughs> I mean, I guess those people in Hateful Eight could have, you know. It wasn't the lovely L-word. eight. No I one right? ever said they the loved. The lovely eight. That's the PTA version. Oh, that it is, right? It's like a 60s romance film. It's just a sequel to Boogie Nights, and he's talking about his schlong. Yeah. It's just, it's a big orgy scene yeah. is how it finishes. <laughs> well, um. Uh, the only thing I'd like to do is just have a little shout-out to uh, Christian Hansen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, dude. Really appreciate you uh, taking the time and enjoying our stupid jokes and whatnot. I'm glad yeah. you're enjoying it. If man. you've made it this far, you deserve yeah. a medal of honor. We love you. Yes, we yeah. do. Him we love. Yeah, we him love we him. love. Um, I'm not going to throw it out to some redditor, uh, although you know I appreciate you. Know, you. that's so messed up, Brent. That redditor <laughs> yeah. was so nice to you. <laughs> I know, and you he posted our shit all over the say place. Say you love him. Say you love him. Say, you say love right. him. Say I love you. Say I love Wilbur you. Wilbur fan, I love you. Oh wow, what a slut! Wait, one more time. <laughs> I love you. Oh, one more time. I love you. <laughs> What's happening? You, you guys are getting. See, you ever see that? Uh, you're getting oh closer to each other. No, you ever see that? Uh, Your Nathan tongue's on for you. For, Nathan, Nathan for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, it. that's incredible. Yeah, that that scene. scene's amazing. Say it one more say, time. Say it one more time. I love you. Say it one more time. Like, and then he just has her say it to him like 15 fucking times. All right, guys. Uh, sorry. Sorry. We love Go. you. Yes, we love um, you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Delphin for being on this yeah. uh, very long episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Is this longer than long usual? Movie. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. They're usually an hour oh. and a half. We've, we're Jesus sailing Christ. into the station at like this two like and a, a half on this one. This is like our Blade Runner 2049 episode on Revenge yeah. of the Oh, that was a long one. That was yeah. a long one. That was a good episode. I like that uh, one. Uh, it's a good podcast. Listen to it, guys. Revenge of the Sequel. Quentin Tarantino um, is not on it. Yeah. What? Uh, I just figure that's for, that's for search engine optimization. Oh, They hear okay. Quentin Tarantino. They're like, wow, he must be on it. But I said not on it. Okay. You can say that about anything. <laughs> People will think uh, SEO is important. Yeah. Basically is all we're saying here. Anyways, it really is. thanks for listening, guys. I mm-hmm. hope you have had a wonderful, hot summer. Oh. I don't even know what sign. I'm trying to do a sign off here, and I'm struggling. <laughs> well, okay, so we keep trying to cook up like our own sign off, right? I know, yeah. Stay sticky. 
Ugh. San Antonio. That's such a bad one. <laughs> I think it's fine because it's kind of our brand, oh, like our yeah, sticker fridge. Right. I forgot. Stay sticky, San Stay Antonio. sticky. It's hot. You're sticky and also sticker fridge. Get it? Oh, Bye. Your hair's sticky because of the cum. The peaches are sticky. Everything. Anyways. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. I'm sorry. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. See you.